0: So he calls in and he asks him about this story i heard about Courtney Love when she was 15 years old. She went to Ireland with like 1,500, 2,000
1: hits of LSD. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Great America Show. We are going to be chatting with Ed Opperman a little bit later about his YouTube channel and uh, his show and all sorts of fun stuff. A little bit of politics, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm sure some of you love it, some of you will hate it. Alt-Right Graham comes out to play. Uh, Unfortunately, Graham is not here today. We have a picture of Graham in his place because he's in Europe. Uh, Czech Republic, I believe, at this time. So he can't be on the show. We have Brody here. We also have uh, Jordan and Ryan coming on down so we're going to get through this little ground might even be better probably won't be better but we'll see could be training or replacement always train a replacement so welcome to the show guys thanks so much
2: hey jordan. how's it going
1: jordan, jordan,
3: you're, you're...
1: no you're good jordan have yeah. you been on the sh- you jordan's been on the show before i think but m- no, yeah we- yeah yeah you I think were was right?
4: the last guy in the igloo
1: you were the last guy in the igloo that's right
4: damn that's a big that's an honor
1: That could become not the case again, though, because it looks like the igloo is getting taken apart and stored someplace for now. That's good news. Against all odds, it looks like the igloo is going to have to be salvaged. It has to be removed from the property, so if it has to be removed, we might as well fucking keep it. Um, And then when we get a rental space, depending on what it looks like, maybe we'll use it, maybe we won't. Either way, we'll keep it around for now and Maybe we could like auction it off one day if we don't use it or I'd at least like to hand it down to someone instead of just see it go to the dump or something.
4: It'd make a yeah, sweet a like voiceover booth.
1: It weighs thousands of pounds though. So that's the thing to consider. <laughs> but that's okay. So welcome to the show, Ryan. I don't think you've ever come on. You've bandied about, no, you're no, in the no. chats. Everyone knows you in the chats. Ryan from Kansas. Mm-hmm. You're kind of running the place. Well, I do my part, you know,
2: as, a, as great to be on the show, you know, never thought I'd end up on the show being just a fan a year ago, but you now here I am. So,
4: well, it's less of a show and more of a community.
2: That seems to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Or at
4: least we would like it to be.
1: That's the goal. I think yeah. that's the goal um my jingle board is dead it's charging so we're not gonna have any jingles for a little while here
4: Keep it at that.
1: Box. we'll wish graham some luck in his little tournament his little ball hockey tournament
4: yeah he hates it when you call it floor hockey
1: he's on team canada playing ball hockey in the czech republic having a little Hi. trip he can get up at fucking three in the morning to play dungeons and dragons but he can't get up at three in the morning to come on the show so you guys are gonna have to listen to me talk a little bit more Um, We are going to talk about the new website that's rolling out. Since the jiggle board is fucking dead and not cooperating, maybe we should just jump into that right out of the bat. Right out of the gate? Off the bat? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, for sure. As well. So (laughs) Jordan's the uh, man behind the scenes. He's been quietly working on the new Grimerica websites. Um, There's going to be some changes rolling out. So um, I think there's a bit of time to still get out in front of it um but yeah i'll let jordan explain it because he does a much better job than i can and ryan has been helping out a whole ton along the way with the discord and everything else so yeah i think i'd just like to leave it to you guys to sort of fill us in on what's what's coming or what's here now i mean the new website's uh, live now looks great yeah
3: totally i mean i I guess first off i'm crypto funk on the discord so if uh you guys have any questions or anything like that that's my handle on there but uh yeah i guess we're we're launching a new website so there's two websites now instead of one website uh one for the black budget and one just for the normal website the we guess some of the features let me me just pull this up here some of the features that uh the new grim works so we're, we're we're kind of doing a play-on of uh, Lockheed Martin's uh, Division Skunk Works. Uh, it, that's where all their black budget project, uh, money goes into. So kind of thought...
1: Those are the people name. with um, the technology to take ET home.
3: Yeah, basically, yeah. They're the, uh, the biggest military industrial complex company, I think, in the world. But
5: uh, I think yeah, the head so. of Skunk
1: Works was quoted as actually saying that.
5: I think really? the head of Skunkworks
1: is the guy that Graham Grant Cameron bases a lot of his stuff on for the UFO consciousness connection too.
3: Oh yeah, well you know, like I, I, I always hear that the you know there's good aliens that are really pushing the consciousness agenda. So I don't know, maybe there's something to it. Yeah. So the the website. um, So I I guess uh, for technical reasons, um, we are offering lifetime subscriptions for anybody who donates before the Black Budget RSS feed switches over to the new one. Um, So and and once that happens, uh, you'll actually have to use a username and your your username and password to log into the RSS feed. So we're, we're kind of locking everybody out, but we're giving everybody the chance to still get their lifetime and 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 we're not we're not uh, setting prices. So you can still choose your own price for monthly or uh, yearly, which is kind of uh, yeah. We're still going value for value, so we're that's that's something that's not going to change. Um,
1: and you'll always be able to contact at- us for special considerations totally. and things like that as well we're always willing to play ball with anyone who's looking to support the show our main concern being now that yeah. we're looking for more space and overhead and rental space and things like that that we can't do a budget on one-time donations is tough yeah yeah
5: totally
1: um yeah
3: so uh i, I guess uh, there's also forums so that's a new thing with the, uh, the Erica website um, on Grimworks is that there's a forum. There's already people posting on there, um, and those people have got their codes from Ryan and I. So if you're already a donor, send us a message on Dis- Discord, and we'll get you hooked up. You guys can start chatting on the forums and maybe making some more long posts, uh, long-form long posts, because I know that that was a thing that I, like a couple of people wanted is, kind of be able to kind of write bigger posts without it getting lost in the shuffle on discord so um
1: so the forums are going to be on the GrimWorks site yeah
3: yeah yeah totally so it's hidden until you log in um so it's only for black budget supporters right on we've got uh beta testing so we've got a couple of projects behind the scenes i don't even know if a lot of people know about it um, or about what we're doing behind the scenes with other stuff but you guys will be the first to know if you sign up so uh, that's something I'm working on with the new stuff. Don't know if we talk about it yet but uh, yeah so that's yeah.
1: basically you know we're always kind of looking at ways to improve we're always looking to try new things here at Grow America and uh, we're always we've kind of got a little area uh, we've kind of got a certain a couple of people we, we go to now when we're, when we're looking at trying new things or sampling things or stuff like that I think we're going to start looking at doing that to the whole supporter community and we're going to start reeling you guys in on the beta testing whenever we want to try new things and uh, you guys will start having a much bigger say in the direction of the show and what stays and what doesn't when we try this or that
3: yeah yeah and that kind of ties into the next point of uh, voting rights so we'll, we'll kind of have polls and votes on on uh, different things uh, in, in which way you kind of want to see America and the direction it goes so that that's not up currently right now just because we don't have anything to vote on but uh, you, um, it will show up in the top menu bar when we have something to vote on so uh, I guess look forward to that um, other than that uh, we are accepting volunteers for some data entry work on Grimerica and
1: Grimworks. So and that'll get you me- a lifetime subscription.
3: Yeah, 100%. So uh, you guys um, are kind of technically savvy, but not, not, not in a programming way. But, you know, you can make your way around a, a website. Uh, we're using WordPress as the uh, content management system. So... If you guys want to volunteer, just it's basic data entry, you know, switching around fields and stuff like that. Let me know, and I can uh, get you lifetime and uh, kind of train you on it. And then you'll be another admin of the website. So, uh, other than that, I guess. Oh, yeah, we've got Spreaker's back up. So you guys can leave a voicemail. Oh, no, that's not DreamWorks Spreaker. Or,
1: that's SpeakPipe. Uh, SpeakPipe.
3: That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys go to either contact page on either website, you guys can send a voicemail. So we'll kick that back up again.
1: Um, That's on the contact page. Yeah. I checked that out down at the bottom. That's great. Ooh. The other thing I wanted to mention was that uh, some people are having trouble finding the episodes. So if you're looking to listen to the episodes now, I think you go, you go to the live page, right Jordan or the listen page. Is it listen or live?
3: it's live yeah yeah and actually if you go to like the grimerica fm um or grimerica.ca fm it's, it's going to go to that page now and then we'll go right to the tab i've also included a link on that page uh so if you want to direct stream and not use the web player uh for you mobile guys but uh yeah and then
1: uh, so then when you're go. on that when you're on that grimerica.ca slash live page if you click on, you'll yeah. see a Grimerica FM button and you'll see an audio button. If you click on the yeah. audio button, that's where the player will come up and you'll get all of the past episodes of Grimerica. Yeah,
3: and we're going to be bringing back the post. Um, but that's kind of the whole, we need volunteers for doing data entry because um, with the new system, we have to kind of change the posts and stuff like that. Uh, uh because yeah, they were all episodes you know, because, before. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to be going through three hundred ish episodes and editing stuff. <laughs> this
1: is three hundred and
3: nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll need help with that. And uh and then once once that's back up we'll be able to post or we'll be able to put that post back online. Um so you guys can comment on the post and or comment on the episodes and yeah. Other, and I guess another thing is on, oh yeah, the Amazon support links. So um, that's, you know, if if you're looking for anything that we've kind of talked about and you couldn't find the link, it's all on the bottom of the pages of both websites. So that includes Spreaker, which is, um, we've got all our listen links. We've got the GASA GoFundMe Uh, We've got our Patreon, our uh, voicemail link, donate link, and the Amazon support links. Um,
1: Which are new. We haven't had those for like four years, but uh, finally we just said, fuck it. We've had a ton of people just telling us to do it, telling us to do it. Um, So we just threw those back up there. So that's basically if you're buying anything through Amazon, you click one of those links on the website I think once you click it once, you can like save it. So you, everything you do through Amazon is through it. I'm not sure exactly how that works.
3: It's like, I, I but, think it's like the, if you click the link within 24 hours
1: um, or something like buy on that, Amazon, you, that's whatever right.
3: they buy, we get a, yeah.
1: So, um, and, and then huh. it doesn't cost you any more. So if you use yeah, Amazon I- a lot, you might as well use one of those links for us.
3: Yeah. And we, we gotta be careful us talking about it. We can't uh, tell them what to buy. I don't know. That is, I was looking at the agreement. So if you want to buy an AI system on Amazon, go for it, but uh, (laughs) we can't tell you what else to buy, but it'll be funny because I know you can go check through what people have bought with your link.
1: Oh Um, yeah. It's fucked up. I have seen it before. It'll be content. I caught ground by nipple clips. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> trying to
1: use our own portal
4: That doesn't surprise me somehow
1: <laughs> Must have been for D&D
3: What's, uh, what's his character? Trance Is
1: he a vampire too? Or? They're all
4: vampires, it's in, fucked up In the one campaign, yeah, we're all vampires
1: Let's not start That's talking weird. about D&D on the podcast
4: um, What is he? I don't know what class he is He's a hexblade
1: hexblade Hex yeah
4: yeah hexblade
2: so anyway i've been trying to chime in here my dumbass had my mic muted uh i just kind of want to thank everybody that's put up with our bullshit in the chats trying to get everybody over to the new black budget server yeah and, we've been you know us poking around and pinging everybody all the time i i appreciate the uh patience there's a purpose crypto's doing good work there so Without that help, you know.
3: Nice. Oh, I, I got to mention for the uh, PayPal. Um, so there is, a, there is a known bug right now. When you go onto the main website uh, and you go support the show and you uh, you you do the PayPal thing, you're going to get an error uh, after the transaction has gone through. Don't worry. It's gone through. We've got your info. We've got your money. It uh, It's just that during the transfer over um, because the PayPal is actually hooked up with Grimworks and not Grimerica. There's some issues, but we're keeping that on because you support the show now using or uh, going to the support the show link on the main website, you'll get lifetime. So we're just uh, yeah, kind of going through two. Yeah. That, two hard, two rocks in our a
2: place. We should press there. If you're not in the chats and you donate, you need to send an email to One of the guys, or you need to get in the no, chat. No, 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 you got to send an Inspire email to, to Graham,
1: Graham. specifically. Graham spam Graham at
2: because once we switch it over, you're not going to get your lifetime code. So, you know, get on
1: that. Yeah. Unless you sign up for any monthly, then you'll automatically get a lifetime code.
3: Yeah, and there is the uh, the sacred 432.10 donation, which uh. and that gets you lifetime but it also gets you a spot on the show so I think Bill Anderson got an episode once and uh, there was a couple too that that
1: I think the only people that actually came on the show so far was Alex and Cyrus there's a couple people who are I don't think he did he come on there's a couple people who are eligible but haven't picked a guest yet yeah yeah.
3: oh and uh, there's a there's a way now to subscribe with uh, crypto so it's a little bit bit of a manual process but basically donations under $11.11 gets you uh, monthly and donations over gets you a yearly Uh, just um, when you're signing up use the email that you want to use for uh the website and uh, we'll, we'll send you a login for that so yeah i guess uh, yeah and this time darren won't lose your crypto uh,
5: so,
3: uh, Darren's not work
5: work
1: I've given up the keys to the crypto crypto is a safe bet again so, I should make, I'll just make an, I'll make an email for people that want to get in touch with Jordan. I'll make an email forwarder that's just like uh, Jordan at There you go. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you don't get too flooded.
3: Cool. Yeah, I don't care. And send me as much, uh, as many ideas as possible. Like, if, if you think you got a good idea for the website. I can try to make it happen for sure. No problem. Um, I think. I think next week we're going to talk about maybe future plans of the website, especially when it comes to censorship and uh, you know owning the keys to to your own kingdom and not being in somebody else's kingdom.
4: Yeah, I think self self hosting you know, is that, the end goal here.
3: Totally, totally. But speaking about other people's kingdom, uh, Grimworks or Grim had a good suggestion that i might uh, uh do which is um patreon for the you patreon subscribers i will be uploading the black budget episodes to patreon's private rss feed so then um i did that for a while and then i
1: just it. stopped because i and i just put a post yeah, yeah. that because then I figured out that I got an email yeah. from Patreon too, and I could just manually email them the other RSS feed, but that's all changing. So yeah, there's going to oh, okay. be a yeah. switch yeah. over yeah. here for all the supporters. So it's just going to be a simple, if you're wondering why there hasn't been much black budget content lately, it's because we're waiting until we do the RSS switch. Cause it's going to be enough of a headache. Um, then we're going to have mm-hmm. to, you guys are going to have to bear with us as we send you all your new logins. And we have to, it's kind of a manual process because it's just a pain in the ass. But it, we only have to yeah, do it yeah. once. It, and we it, figure it, it, we're better to do it now than later. Good call. Yeah, exactly.
5: And,
3: and, uh, yeah. So you guys, when you guys actually like entering the, the, the RSS feed into your podcast player, there's a certain, there's a couple <laughs> podcast don't work don't worry i'll have instructions on how to add add it but uh, basically it's going to be the same login that you use to log into the forums that you'll use that login to log into to your podcast app so yeah don't be sharing it because it will lock you out if uh, there's multiple people using the rss feed uh, <laughs> so uh yeah i guess there's that one
4: that i should
1: Right on. And the other thing to consider is we aren't even halfway to the 1,111 supporters yeah. that will be on the Great Wall of Grow America one day when we find a new space. I'm actually going to look at a place this weekend that seems a little too good to be true, but we'll see. Nice. Cool. But we need more supporters because we can't afford the rent currently. But
4: I'm excited for a, uh, like a new studio and the growth of Gar America, but I don't want to move this shit again this soon.
1: I got to move <laughs> the fucking actual studio.
4: I know that that's going to be rough. Ugh. Turned that turned on that Never ends. Down never. a frame going deep. It's a profound UFO quote of a week.
6: Words to ponder and critique.
5: It's a profound
1: UFO of the week. So I think Ryan's gonna give us a gram quote instead. You
2: oh,
4: you're just, throwing it. You to just me? put him on the spot. Uh, in yeah. true
1: gram fashion, I'm not prepared. <laughs> uh, let me uh, passive aggressive. Yeah.
4: Just quote X Files <laughs> or something. No one will know.
1: People, uh, know. It's a, <laughs>
5: here
2: we go. Oh, man, profound, profound Graham quote of the week. Here we go. Why do you laugh at me when my bike gets stolen? Because
1: it's funny.
4: That still makes me laugh. Because it's
1: funny (laughs) when your bike gets stolen, Graham. Sorry, buddy. Good luck in your ball hockey tournament. Let's go to some trollery next.
6: Hey. Bingo, bingo. Social media jingo. Don't forget
1: to rape, this is and one of the favorite jingles. The grind, it is a pretty good jingle.
6: Newsletter.
1: So we've got, we're going to go to the Facebook page for this one from our buddy Lee in the UK Posse, who uh, is not only a supporter, he actually does a great job running. The Facebook page over there at uh, I don't know Facebook whatever the fuck Grimerica uh, but you should like us there and what do we got today we have first I'm going to ask you three this question and then we'll go to the comments would you leave earth and never return to help the human race advance on a new planet Brody
4: five years ago I definitely would have said yes but now no I'm too like old and sore and broken and jaded. I just want sounds to, like
1: a lot of work, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
4: I just want to sit on my couch. You know, that's all. That's my. I want to be a house cat. That's that's my goal in life at I, this point.
1: I could. We could work some out, Jordan.
3: Um, I really actually like kind of sat down with myself and I was like, if I had the opportunity to do Mars. Would I do it? And, you know, five years ago, I probably would have said yes, but now I'm my idea of space and I just there's so much work to do here. There's you know what I mean? There's uh, it's yeah, it's more beneficial being here. I like people, too. So
4: that's totally fair,
2: Ryan. I yeah I agree with Jordan I uh, there's a lot to do here and I'm a homebody but I think at this point in my life right now if somebody asked me to go I'd I'd go five years from now maybe not but circumstance
1: I guess we got our Mars one you and Graham go together
4: it would yeah, well, super <laughs> exciting
1: gotta die somehow right
4: yeah it would be it would be an amazing adventure I just, I'm that would say.
2: definitely probably yeah. be a one way trip no oh, matter yeah, what for I'm
4: sure. Surprised. Oh, for sure. I just don't have the energy well, anymore. I,
2: I think they said I, that.
3: I think it's is like that what a, they said? Yeah, one way.
1: Well, you know, it would have to you,
4: be. If you're an artist,
3: the, the SpaceX is sending 12 artists to Mars for free. So uh, you're an artist and uh, you want to go to Mars to try to get hooked up. Is Some
1: podcaster Japanese an artist? Uh, fashion? Plus,
4: yeah, podcaster yeah, would be, be. Be, be, be. be would be considered. Podcast from Mars.
1: I'm not going to Mars. I'm isn't good. Isn't
4: it supposed to take like nine years just to get there?
1: Nah, that's fucking fake news. Space is fake, and nothing leaves low Earth <laughs> orbit. Yeah, right. Six,
4: Six months, hard.
3: depending on the trajectory, <laughs> with a BFR, big fucking rocket or whatever.
1: Yeah, Graham would go. I would send Graham. I'd be a little scared yeah. for him, but I'm not. I'm good, man. I'm. St- I might go around the moon one day after I see him do it a bunch of times in a row without killing anyone. But until then, uh, I'm going to stay on the no ground. problem. No problem, Moon. From Joseph Lemberger. I would do it if it didn't help humanity. <coughs> From Billy Warford. Don't even think it's possible. Yeah, uh, well, maybe. Why not? Live in the dream. From Rhys Jarvis. Rhys. Sure, needs something different to do anyway. Kevin Stevens. Other you. another uk posse member i was just passing through anyway from dean if they grow weed there too then i would but no weed no go be like space weed from brandy only if my husband and kids could come too i did not consider weed from robbie as long as it's a capitalist utopia from wayne darnell FN hell yeah, beam up beam me up, Scotty, especially if the human race follows along after I'm gone. Hashtag peace and quiet. From Amanda, hell no, I love the Earth. From friend of the Show Cyrus, who was one of the four three two members we were talking about. What's the ratio of men to women? Is it our duty to repopulate the cosmos? What are we talking about here? From Chuck. Only if it is by instant teleportation. I don't like to travel. You could listen to the back catalog of the Grimerica show for free. Right. uh, From Shannon, no. From Matthew, who's coming with me? And from Mark, where do I sign? See, there you have it. Now I'm going to go to the YouTubes for a second and see what we got there, just because YouTube is always fun. What do we got? oh yes we got thanks guys cool episode here we go from rob everly nasa never even got to the moon and the tape came out and showed them faking it and i believed you guys and watched the space station when you were talking to the people on it and it looked so fake i was so damn pissed off i will never believe you guys again (laughs) i do not remember the episode where we talked to the guys in the space station but it sounds super badass
4: yeah, if you talked to the guys from the space station.
1: Um, from Nub Love. A ping pong ball and a ball bearing will hit the ground at the same time in a vacuum. That is fake news.
5: <laughs>
1: We've been over this. You and Graham will get along great. Um, I don't... <laughs> let's, not get, let's not get drug into it. I can't believe the... From, from Tech Metal Rules... I can't believe the conspiracy community still gives Greer the time of day. It's well known that he's been a walking, talking psyop for years now. I've been saying that for years. I'm not pushing Greer. That's a Graham agenda.
4: I don't even know who that is. Uh, Greer.
1: Stephen Greer, whatever the fuck. Stephen Greer. Ah, uh, here we go from Antiques oh, Original. Yeah. Can't say I will be tuning into the Flat Earth show total waste of time and has no relevance in anyone's lives what you do on earth in the time you have is what's really important i agree with that but you didn't have to be quite as rude about it
4: i think it would be interesting to talk to someone who genuinely believes in the flat earth as opposed to someone who's like well i don't know i don't know i don't know like it could be true like even any bravo isn't like full in on it. he's just like i don't know
1: here's uh from edwin g guys be careful with sam tripoli he's a nestle show i think that's because oh, he's wow. always drinking nestle bottled water we got from ethan s right. on the swap cast this is high fucking quality right here boys goddamn approaching 100% woke status thanks ricky um Ooh, on number 305, you forgot Alex Jones is still on BitChute. As long as you can stand legit Nazis and Hitler love videos on the trending page, I guess that's the only platform that will still have them. To which I replied Pornhub. It's the future.
4: Right? Pornhub is free. Pornhub.
1: Uh, Graham, great seeing you on Saturday. Just subscribed. Great stuff. We'll keep in touch. Mike. And one more. We'll do one more from Whitey J on the No More Mr. Nice Guy. The first rule of Fight Club is nobody speaks about Fight Club. I don't don't understand the appeal to sex personally. It's overrated. I would rather just have sex once a year or less, but I keep her happy anyways. Huh, I don't know quite what to say to that, Whitey. I don't
4: really get some more I don't really care about sex either. It's not important to me.
1: That's fair enough. But you don't have a wife. No, save
4: it for. Save it for the creative work. You know.
1: That's right. You save but it. But that's up.
4: fair. If you're in a relationship, you have to consider their needs as well. So.
1: Bingo bango. So. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Support the show. What else? We got anything else? You guys got anything else? I
3: don't
1: know. Yeah, but, I, think it yeah, it all. Well, I don't know. It, Do you know remember ten minutes after we cut, you know? It just occurred to me that I need to ask you to make the Jordan dot com email Jordan. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay. Oh, you know what?
3: Um there uh, I'm looking for people to see the show. So through torrenting. Now, uh, I guess uh, with BitChute, um, BitChute is, uses WebTorrent technology instead of BitTorrent, meaning you can stream it online. So if you guys want to help make it so that uh, the uh, BitChute videos don't go offline, because if there's no seeders, there's, uh, basic, the, the, the video goes down. So if you guys want to seed the show, um, go... To Bitshoot, there and the FAQs, they'll have a link to the WebTorrent client. Download that WebTorrent client, and then go to our channel and just uh, start downloading the shows. There's a there's a little link in the bottom of the, each video player, and that will help us make sure we never go offline. So how much? And I'm I'm with somebody in. The... Yeah, go ahead.
4: Sorry, how much space do you need for something like that? Like, how, well, I how mean, big is, to, like, 309 episodes?
3: Yeah, so you could you do per episode. So you don't have to host all episodes. You can just uh, host whichever one's your favorite or whatever. But I am working with somebody on the Discord and hosting all the MP3 files. And um, just, just to start seeding, I don't have enough hard drive space
4: myself. So uh, once... Yeah, uh, why, we get that yeah. That's why I'm asking is because I might be able to I might be able to swing like hosting all of them yeah. and oh, just leaving it all online all the 30. time. Yeah, I mean, I
3: think it's. I want to say it's about.
1: It's
4: 10 about gigs
3: thirty-two audio.
1: gigs of audio. Oh, thirty-two. Okay, okay. Oh, thirty-two nothing. gigs of audio. The video is going to be yeah, substantially yeah. more. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that, well, the video that I've been recording really? has generally been about a gig an episode.
1: So it'd be about 300 gigs. Yikes. Which is still yeah. not... So it's not too it's bad. It's not
4: too bad. You can buy terabyte hard drives.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I know there's a ton of... Uh, the reason I know it's yeah. 32 gigs is because a bunch of people just downloaded the show for me.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh, okay, cool. So. Yeah, and I'm gonna looking at uploading that stuff to our VPS server so that... Uh, we can host it ourselves,
4: just in case nobody else does. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to you later about it. I can I can probably swing that for now.
1: Cool, cool. That'll be awesome. Right on, motherfuckers. Well, thanks for all the hard work. All of Grand America salutes you. Without you guys, uh, none of this stuff will be possible. And uh, without the supporters, we'd be fucked. And we're currently in limbo as we yep. wait for enough supporters to move into a new space if Brody kicks us out, we're fucked.
4: Yeah, I missed my drum set already.
1: So. Oh, boy. See? that will be cool, Brody. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play a little reminisce to you, because we did say we are saving the structure now. It's a lot of work. We'll keep it around. Uh, so yeah. support the show if you can. Sign up for a monthly if you can. Uh, Jordanacryamerica.com if you can help out with the website stuff. And spam uh, spamgram. And uh, remember save the igloo term. live Some show you may Where have, have find heard find by now groundamerica.ca slash live and Graham
6: have had to close up shop on the igloo their makeshift podcast studio
7: but don't cry now it's time for you to subscribe now it hurts so bad to say goodbye
6: to the igloo many excellent interviews were had in the Igloo. But Darren and Grandma pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Get into a real studio with a little help from your Grammarica subscription. Subscription.
4: Cha-ching. Such a happy little riff.
8: Tonight we've got radio host and private investigator Ed Opperman here from the Opperman Report. It's uh, He's got a website, radio show, and it's also in podcast format. And he's been using his experience as an investigator uh, you know, to interview lots of interesting guests and authors about true crime stuff, some current events, social injustice, uh, all that kind of stuff, some conspiracy theories. Very interesting show and interesting research, and it's uh, good to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on, Ed. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having
8: me. Yeah, and we we've got lots of uh, lots of mutual Skype con contacts. We were just chatting before we started recording about a a guy that we had on a while back, po- John Podash, and um, he's got a documentary coming out. Before I forget to plug it, we should talk about it maybe. And uh, Ed Ed was a part of that as well. And uh,
0: you want to just chat about that for a bit, Ed? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. John Podash just came out with this uh, an excellent documentary based on his book uh drugs as weapons against us <clears throat> and as a a website too, drugsasweapons.com uh and it it's really 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 thoroughly researched uh the, the film starting off with with the opium wars and opium importation stuff like that um <clears throat> with the banks and then gets into iran contra a lot of stuff about um LSD mm, in mm. the 60s and how like um Cointelpro and FBI and stuff like that used LSD to sabotage the uh uh, revolutionary movements and stuff like that. And there's, there's a clip with me and Hank Harrison, Courtney Love's father, about how, um, it, it was really interesting. I was interviewing Hank Harrison for like the third or fourth time. And uh, just by coincidence, I was doing a recorded segment for my member section, and Podash just happened to message me on on Facebook. And I says, hey, I'm talking to Hank Harrison. And he says, well, I got a question for him. I said, Well, okay, call in. So he calls in, and he asks him about this story he would heard about Courtney Love when she was 15 years old. She went to Ireland with like 1,500, 2,000 hits of LSD. <laughs> yeah, and she hooked up with this guy. I'm, if, I, if I'm correct, I believe his last name was Leary, <clears throat> who was about 35 years old, a friend of Hank Harrison's, who was worked for the CIA, a CIA agent. Courtney Love was dating a 35-year-old CIA agent when she was 15 years old, and they were giving away LSD in the rock scene over there in Ireland. Believe it or not. <laughs> okay. Well, you
8: can believe it. Like we had Dave McGowan on as well. And it oh. seems to fit in with that research where all these people were, you know, sort of interconnected and related with their families and intelligence and, and high level military rankings, stuff like
0: that. Yeah. I think potash talks about McGowan too, uh, in, in the film too, as well. But it turns out this guy Leary we're, we're 90% sure is the brother of that guy Leary on shark tank. Huh?
1: Yeah. So no relation to Timothy Leary?
0: No, not this one, no, no. But but he talks about Timothy Leary in the, in the film too as well.
1: Interesting. So,
8: yeah, like the premise is also that really all these, you know, psychedelics that are supposed to be drugs of sort of awakening and kind of more spiritual nature are actually harmful,
5: right?
0: Yeah, and if you look back, you know, the whole time Timothy Leary was doing his tune-in, turn out and drop out all that kind of stuff. He was, uh, he, he had an open case. He had a marijuana charges against him. He's out on bail during that whole period of time. When I was a kid back in New York and I was hanging out with the yippies on bleaker street down there, uh, you know, and they, they were advocates of LSD and selling LSD and stuff. I had mentioned Larry one time and they all said, he said, so, no, 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 Leary's Larry's an agent. Larry's wow. a cop. Wow. Yeah. Leary, yeah. And you know, it came on later on that he did. He admitted it when, when he, uh, he was ranting people out, all the people that helped him break out of jail there, out of that uh, uh, jail that he ratted them all out. And then also, too, when he was in Algiers with the the, the Black Panthers out there, that um, they disassociated themselves with him, you know. So, yeah.
8: So does he get into, I mean, you, you did mention, like, Iran-Contra and all that as well, so the Opium Wars, all that. <clears throat> does he get into... Like I find it hard to believe, hard to understand why they would co-opt the psychedelic part of it as well. I mean, like did, did that do you think that backfired in the end on them? I mean, there is a lot of people that are not tuning out but they're tuning in through psychedelics.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. And I know what you mean. I I like to think too that and even along the same thread as the Dave McGowan stuff. That the music was inspirational, and the the the, the wardrobe, and, and the whole counterculture movement, and the LSD was all inspirational. Yeah, yeah,
8: yeah, right.
0: But you know, I think that they they're doing their studies a lot more than we're doing our studies.
5: You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I think they're working on this a little harder than we are. You know, and uh, you don't see them doing it. You know, if it's so you know revolutionary, you know, to put people in power, then you know they'd be doing it too. Huh.
8: Yeah. Yeah and, yeah. and it's still the big drug. I mean, the drug war is still a, a tool, you know, a tool to use against us. And I mean, that's still, you know, these things are all still legal. I mean, illegal, you know.
0: Yeah. And then the prisons are full of people. Yeah. You know, on, yeah. on low level, marijuana charges and stuff, even after it's illegal. And there's still people sitting in prison. I got a friend of mine down in Tennessee right now. Still doing 25 years uh, for marijuana, even oh, after it's well, legal. Yeah. Do
8: you think that'll change at all?
0: I don't know. And i got to tell you something else, you know, I'm not a big fan of marijuana, you know, I, even, I tried a little bit because it's legal here now in Nevada.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And I tried it recently and it just made me all uh, feel like a failure. You know, it wasn't even the paranoia <laughs> thing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I quit smoking pot because it was making me paranoid, you know, way back in the late 80s. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and but this time I tried it again and it just made me feel like a failure. I just sat here, am just like a, I was a total loser. You know, that's uh, my whole life is a waste. I'm mean, I almost stay on suicidal. You know, so uh, I'm not going to bother with it anymore. Even though I still love the smell of it, I love the look of it. You know, but because uh, you know, I was a big marijuana fan back in the '70s and '80s and stuff. The guys from High Times magazine and stuff in New York, but uh, no longer.
1: We'll have to have uh, John on again. Yeah, we should. Be Talk what plug. is yeah, new we documentary?
8: Should. We should. We should. That's. It's been long enough. We've talked en- enough about the positive aspects of psychedelics. It must
1: be two years ago now. That
8: again. Yeah. Yeah, it's at least two years. So what I heard you talking about, uh, I've been listening to your, your show and stuff, and I heard you talking about your YouTube experience a little bit, but I didn't hear the details. I was wondering if we could touch on that as well, with all this deplatforming de- and <gasps> demonetizing and censorship. And, and What happened with you there on, on that thing?
0: Yeah, well, okay. My first YouTube channel, um, the one I first had, Operman Report, like four years ago when I started it, it had gotten up to like three hundred thousand views, and I think I had three thousand subscribers, and they just shut that down one day. And uh, I was being stalked by these people. Coincidentally, it mentioned Dave McGowan. They were also stalking Dave McGowan at the time. They were stalking him in his hospital bed when he was dying of cancer over wow. there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was a whole big mess. And then, um, so that one got shut down, I just, but I had a backup one that I use at uh, Opperman, a uh, YouTube channel that I just had for my PI stuff for years. And I built that one up, you know, it's, it's pretty big now. It's like 10,000 subscribers, you know, it's like a million and a half views. And, uh, a hundred days ago, they just, uh, totally hundred percent demonetized it. You know, they, they had done that thing where they, um, uh, made it uh, every now and then they would take a video and demonetize it or make it limit it, the, the monetization. hmm but a hundred days ago, they totally, hundred percent, demonetized it, and oh. so I just, yeah, I had to resubmit and I got it back again. But you know, it obviously they're just because there's stuff that's totally. I'm on AM radio. I'm on AM radio. <laughs> I'm playing yeah, on am <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there's nothing I'm doing. It's, uh, you know, that, you
8: Sorry. know, inappropriate or anything. Well, the topics are are to them, I think.
0: Yeah, but not all of them, you know, I had uh, uh, Gretchen Bonaduce on, you know, totally mainstream, you know, Danny Bonaduce's wife, I just had her on. Uh, and, uh, Craig Unger just wrote the book about the uh, House of Putin, House of Trump. He's not uh, an alternative or anything, totally mainstream. Yeah,
8: yeah. So, so why, what I, do you think? Why? Why is it then? Why was it?
0: i don't know it is probably because they want to sabotage me because of the other stuff that i do do but, like the pedo, you know the
8: pedo stuff and searching getting into some of those you know specific cases about stuff do you think or
0: yes definitely yeah
8: so it's not just an algorithm-based mistake you don't think
0: no i don't think it's a mistake and also too then you know cause I used to do like a lot of uh, mainstream TV and stuff too. Like you know, I was on Dr. Drew, I was on Nightline and stuff. And uh, I used to do a lot of um, what do you call it, uh, audition for uh, reality TV shows and stuff. And as and soon as they find out that you know you're you're involved in stuff like the McMartin preschool case and stuff like that, they don't they don't want to touch you. They, it's totally blacklisted in, in mainstream uh, Hollywood.
1: Ooh, can we go through that quick then and see if we can blacklist our America? Let's talk about that.
8: <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
1: Let's start. Well, it's important. It's an important <laughs> yeah.
8: foundational case, I think. From you know, from what I've heard, you to, I've heard you you talk about that case a lot on your show, and it leads to other other things as well, and some connections to people and organizations that we don't really realize has has, has happened.
0: Let's poke yeah. the bear. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a foundation case, you know.
7: But you don't imply that children did not die in it, do you?
0: In, in McMartin preschool?
7: Yeah, I don't know. You just got to be careful about that.
0: No, no, no. Children died at McMartin preschool. That was a child molestation. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a uh, school. No, sh- he is
7: denying it.
0: <laughs> no, I be- I believe the kids were molested there, and I and I I believe that there were. Well, I don't know about 100% if there were tunnels there, you know, because you know how Ted Gunderson went and hired that geologist who found tunnels, you know, if I hired an archaeologist. Um, but I went and located the geologist, the first geologist who showed up on the scene. I think his name is Bruce Michael. It's in my members section at opermanreport.com. And people mention him in different articles trying to debunk McMartin and different stories uh, because way, way at the beginning, before there was ever any arrest or any kind of court case or anything like that, the families were confronting uh, the Bucky family and the McMartin family who ran the school, and they brought in Ted Gunderson, and there was a lot of chaos going on, and they brought in this guy, I believe his name was Bruce Michael, or Michael Bruce, something like that, He was a geologist from Malibu, and uh, he came out there with his ground-penetrating radar, and uh, he could find no anomalies in the structure of the building or anything like that. Uh, but then later on, when uh, what happened was uh, uh, the Bucky family, the McMartin family, couldn't pay their legal fees, so the attorneys b- got the deed to the property, and they, they turned it over to a real estate broker, and then they were raising the properties down. They were going to build – a. They, right now, there's a, a dry cleaners there, and they called up my guy, okay – my uh, geologist that no one's spoken to for 30, 40 years. And he showed up down there at the scene and he saw with his own eyes, a hand dug room underneath the garage. Hmm. There was a hmm. detached garage next to the preschool. And he found underneath there a hand dug room and a hand dug staircase underneath that garage. He, d- he didn't examine that garage the first time around because they told him it belonged to the neighbors. So, uh, so that I could, that that we have documented.
1: Jesus.
7: I really don't know much about
8: the case. Yeah, maybe you should some, yeah, just quickly summarize it either. for yeah, people, yeah. too, just so they this realize how significant. The, Cause yeah, this a is lot is the of stuff will be new
1: for our audience. Yeah,
8: because it's, it's one of the things that's really significant because it's the mainstream view is quite a bit different than the view that you're, that you're right. espousing here, right?
0: Okay, the, the McMartin Preschool case was way back in the 80s. And it was kind of the big case that um, kicked off the whole thing that they called satanic panic yeah, I, and that they called false memories, that they, they claimed that the children, the, the children started reporting to their parents that they were being molested at this preschool. And uh, the police got involved. And they did, by the way, they did find the kids were, uh, they had STDs, they had uh, anal tearing and stuff like that. there was absolutely 100% evidence of physical abuse to these children. There's no doubt about that.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a long, long, long trial. It went on forever. And like uh, years,
8: right? A couple, a few years, like to the late eighties or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. If you go fast, in fact, if you go back and look this up, it did go on like five or six years from the time of the investigation till the time the trials were over, and the families were acquitted. Okay, the the. Uh, uh, but what happened was so many things happened. Uh, one of the the prosecutors quit, and actually went to work for the defense. Um, this, a couple. I think they're called The Mans. Um, <sighs> came in, and, and they actually did a movie about this called Indictment, the McMartin Preschool, and James Woods starred in the film, and uh, uh, Oliver Stone produced it. These Mans paid off one of the prosecutors to turn over his prosecution notes to the defense and get a percentage of that book and that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of other characters became involved in this, too, because uh, um, they wrote a book about a false memory syndrome and Dershowitz praised this book. And he said, oh, this is going to change all these child molestation cases and stuff like that. So it was a groundbreaking case that was discredited in the public. And one of the reasons why it was discredited in the public is because these men you know, who were like screenwriters and stuff like that, they were involved with a film about uh, um, uh, the Holocaust. Right. So they had an uh, um, Academy Award winning uh, film. But they had these connections with 60 Minutes, and they held a 60 Minutes episode in their house with all the defendants from this case. And it was a totally one-sided case where they whitewashed all this. And also, too, then later on, this film came out with James Woods and Oliver Stone that, again, whitewashed this whole thing. But if you really look into this, and I would encourage people to – uh, look up the writing of Alex Constantine, and also, too, Dave McGowan. If you look at his work, Pedocracy, he talks about this McMartin Preschool. Huh, that's huh. why That's why I thought you guys were familiar with it. Uh, but it's it's from the 80s. It's from the late 80s and the on the the early 90s. So it is kind of old. I'm an old guy. I'm 55 years old. Uh, so this was a while back. Uh, and uh, so Ted Gunnarsson became involved in this, <clears throat> and uh, he had hired this uh, – Archaeologist, and he claims that he found this tunnel reports with the archaeological reports where they claim they found tunnels underneath the school, uh, with the rooms there and all kinds of uh, satanic ritual uh, paraphernalia underneath these, uh, uh, and the, the rooms were filled in uh, with loose dirt. So that that's pretty much that story. It's a, it's a well-known story. So was it is it connected?
8: Like is it connected to a bigger picture, a bigger network of this stuff happening at, at that time and now in the future as well?
0: Well, at that time, there was a whole bunch of these preschool cases where there was a, a, this allegation of satanic ritual abuse going on with satanic cults molesting kids in preschools. And this case had a connection to Colonel Michael Aquino, the, the head of the Temple of Set, the satanic cult, uh, who was the military guy. You know you, you know, who Michael Aquino is, right? Yeah. Right. So there was a connection to, to this case. Um, the, the kids claimed that they were being taken to Aquino, just like they were over at the... the um. Uh, Presidio case and the and the West Point case, hmm. uh, which were all you know the same pattern going on at the time, uh, with these um preschools.
8: So, oh man, so do you, do you want to expand on that at all, Darren, or do you want to move on? Like, I, I was wondering how, you know, it's 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 really come out to light a little bit more in the last couple of years now. The you know, Pizza Gate, Gate, and all that. Are you? Do you think there's any traction there? Is it is it is it helping these old cases, or like what? What's your feeling of now, like this many years later, and it's sort of gaining gaining more ground again?
0: That's a good question because I think um, a lot of the stuff that I see, I, I think that unless you've been researching this from way back then, you know, like guys like Alex Constantine and Dave McGowan, and you have that kind of foundation, that I, I think a lot of these young guys I see um, getting into pedal Gate and Pizza Gate kind of, uh, just kind of run with everything, you know, without any kind of discernment or any kind of sobriety. They just kind of run with every kind of room and they just go wild with it, you know, and just like that, that thing that went on in a new, in a Tucson, Arizona, the pedal camp, mm-hmm. you know, which, which was complete nonsense. I, I actually talked to the, the homeless people at that camp who built that camp, <laughs> you know, and it's just nonsense. And so there's a lot of stuff nowadays that I'm I'm uh, concerned about that is disinfo info and, and being used discredit these these real cases
8: yeah exactly
5: exactly and
8: yeah yeah, there's too much attention on the fake ones and then i mean it it actually the same thing happened in, in ufology until until recently which was really frustrating is the only attention they would ever get in the mainstream was bullshit cases that people could just tear apart and then it would sort of help you know delegitimize the whole phenomena and now it's very similar to this where there's just all this fake news or people running away with it. Like I heard you talking to one of your guests about the Hollywood problem and the Hollywood stuff. And, you know, there's all these people accusing people, which really ends up hurting the, the case against these people. And it ends up hurting those, the survivors of this too, and possibly uh, stopping uh, law enforcement in a way.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Oh. Although I do want to make clear that, um, you know, I was the first radio guy to talk about Pizzagate, you know. When I started talking about Pizzagate, they were on Reddit. They they flipped out, oh, Opera Report's talking about Pizzagate. We're, we're getting traction, you know. <laughs> They've heard about it, you know. but uh, And I've talked to two witnesses off the air. I have two witness statements from from serious, you know, uh, who went to the police, you know, gave statements, all kinds of stuff. So, okay. uh, yeah, yeah I, Pizzagate. And, and like I said before, that guy Alafontes. like if I was investigating a, a child custody case, and I would have, to, to turn up his um, Instagram page and all that craziness this guy's into. Yeah. He would lose custody of his kids. There's no doubt about that.
8: And and what about the the uh, the cryptic emails? I mean, that really does seem weird. I mean, there, so there is so there is some legitis- legitimacy to
0: to that whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but but then like the thing is, like you were saying though, about like the Hollywood cases. There's so many levels to these things, you know that. Uh, because well, let's, let's say like the the Corey Feldman Corey Haim thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I first, I've been involved all over this thing because I was involved with the the first, um, I was involved in a lawsuit against Charlie Sheen, uh, the whole thing with um my client was Capri Anderson, that girl he attacked in the hotel room, um, and then later on the the lawyer, and the agent who got me involved in that, Keith Davidson and Gina Rodriguez. Uh, had a lawsuit against uh, Charlie Sheen when he was having he had the oral sex with a transvestite and the transvestite sued him for an AIDS situation. So, and I I looked at the clues, Corey Feldman when he, all the clues he was leaving of who molested Corey Haim and I came to the conclusion that the most logical subject was Charlie Sheen. Wow. Based, yeah, based on Corey Feldman's writings, and also too based on uh, the fact that the uh, um, Denise Richards. Charlie Sheen's ex-wife lays out in her divorce papers that this guy's involved in all kinds of stuff, man. We have this child pornography on his phone, and the kids look like they are showing signs of a sexual abuse. they galore, you know? So Hashtag all the- winning. <laughs> yeah, Right. You know, so uh, I, I did a show called uh, Let's Look at the Clues. Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, Let's Look at the Clues. And I just laid out all the clues that are out there, you know. Yeah, yeah, and people yeah. can make up their own minds. So Corey Hame's, no, Feldman saw that. He retweeted it. And then I got in touch with the Corey, Corey Haim's mother, right? And I put her in touch with a lawyer, you know, to try and uh, protect her interests and all this kind of stuff. And uh, then she put me in contact with these women who were Corey Feldman angels, these women that were in Corey Feldman's band who are being abused by Corey Feldman, ah. <laughs> you know? And Corey Feldman's doing all this shady stuff with the money, you know, he's, he's raising his money and he's not paying anybody and all this kind of... so I, I really got it up to this whole thing up to my neck, but there's so many levels of betrayal and double dealing and shenanigans by everyone involved, everyone involved in that group, that um, you're talking to them and they have to go back and get permission from somebody else. There's someone higher up who's pulling the strings behind everybody there. So, you know, on the surface, you can look at these YouTube videos and stuff like that and say, oh, well, Corey's the bad guy. And, and uh, Judy Haim is the good guy and the angels are the good girls. But when you really get into this, they're all kind of uh, up to their necks in this stuff. And someone's paying everybody off. That's
1: <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. Is it Charlie Sheen, do you think, paying everyone?
0: I, well, I couldn't make that allegation, you know, um, but uh, someone is—that's for a fact. It was—I I could, I would, I think I could testify if I was being sued for libel. I could testify that from my observation of the situation, there's definitely someone above all the names I mentioned that's pulling the strings.
7: So, can I ask a question with the satanic panic part of that? Yeah. Wasn't it?
0: We were. We were, like, early teens
7: at that time, so yeah, yeah. we kind of didn't really pay attention to it. And for some reason, you're right. We well, had, it, it was, it it was, was affecting like this our, it was affecting our Dungeons and
8: Dragons yeah. at that time.
7: Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, we also like the Goonies, so we didn't want to, yeah, like, yeah. know all that,
8: I guess. Did you right. have any
1: touchy-feely coaches or anything?
8: We had a hockey coach that was uh, known, like, we all knew, and we laughed. Who did I hear talking about this?
1: Uh, Where... Jimmy Dore.
8: Oh, it was really yeah. funny about how how they used oh. to address this thing when they were kids, you know, like it was sort of an in-joke and you yeah. had to just protect yourself from these men that you knew. Or, yeah, yeah. So there was like a hockey coach that we had that was kind of, I can't remember, he had a nickname that we all called him a nickname and we all knew to kind of watch out so for this So we kind of dissociate
7: for this whole satanic, pa- satanic panic thing. Yeah. So that's how they kind of like got this story to go away and get quiet was by making it sound like there was this huge satanic cult that was going on. And then they could be like, Oh no, that's silly. Right. I mean, is that the case? And then, and then everybody was like, that's silly. And it's not really such a big deal. You're all in a panic. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. They would say, well, how could there be tunnels underneath this school? That's ridiculous. You know? Uh, But the other thing too is, is they came out with this group called false memory syndrome, which isn't a syndrome. It's just an organization of, you know, (laughs) they they got (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they they have um credentials some of them are therapists and stuff like that but some of them have connections to child pornography themselves and, and screw oh. magazine and you know, all kinds of weird stuff going on uh so and so that was the other thing too is that the kids were um had false memories you know was the other thing the, the kids were well that's easy by, enough
7: to do that's easy enough yeah. to do you just crack you just crack you know a consciousness and then you can implant what you want so right
0: so, and how you do that is by trauma with the with the, the child abuse to begin with that's so you right that's right, right. exactly
7: so do you so what I think you are saying is that the satanic influence in the cult is real and has been real? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I believe there's a satanic element to this. I believe this one hundred percent. And I believe that they do get some kind of energy and power from blood sacrifice and from child sacrifice and from molesting kids, too. It releases some kind of energy into this stuff. Because even these priests that are, that are molesting all these kids, what, what kind of a normal person is, is having sexual contact with 200 people in their lifetime? I mean, it's just, you know, it's just overwhelming, you know what I mean? It, and, and to be committing a crime every time you're doing it, it's just like it's all consuming of, of your whole time and all your life and stuff like that. It's just way beyond a sexual urge. So there's something else they're getting from all this. Now, also, too, you mentioned how about how it uh, – Cracks their consciousness and stuff like that, the trauma based uh, mind control. Uh, Aquino was part of that. That's what he does. The, he does psychological warfare. So he, he knows all this stuff. He was part of the Phoenix program in, in Vietnam and stuff. And, and they're, they're still doing this, the same stuff that they were doing in Vietnam. They did it in Abu Ghraib and they're doing it now at Guantanamo. They're doing all the same same stuff.
7: They do it on NBC. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's kind of true. Even those TV shows like Fear Factor and stuff like that or the real world, you know, <laughs> they pretty much are doing it, you know?
7: Well, you just come on every night, every night, just as you're about to settle down for the night. And you're like, Trump is going to get you. He's the big evil monster. And everybody goes into this like, oh, my God. And then they fill you full of whatever right after that. And yeah. you forget what they've told you, basically. And you only latch on to certain things. And you don't think to even look... For details. I should stop my rant. I'm taking over their show Yeah, no,
8: no, no, no. It's okay. I just, I'm curious about the, so you were talking about Pizzagate when it was new and there was something there and then, and then this thing sort of spinning out of control and then can you talk about that process at all and what was that like and, and, and and how, like, did it now looking back, like what, a year and a half later, maybe, maybe more like, did it did it end up the way you would have liked or did it not? Or, you know, like where's it going to go from here? Like it's, there's a lot of sort of philosophical questions
0: around that. Yeah. I backed out of it. I back. I'm, I'm pretty much backed out of pizza gate. One of the things that happened was, is that first show that I did got so much, you know, the, the YouTube views and all the hits on Spreaker and iTunes and iHeart was just overwhelming. And I just said, I said, you know what, man, you know, if, 5% 5% of the people who, who are so fascinated with this topic and they're, you know, if you would just become a member, you know, I would investigate this whole thing and I could put together a case, you know? So, but then all these people, then people just started this whole thing. Oh, we're going to hire Ed Opperman. To run, <laughs> you know? And I got, I got a hundred different people contact me and I said, no, you can't. And that's craziness. You can't do that. I can't have a hundred clients. <laughs> you know, who do I report back to? What if there's a change in the course of rescue? Who do I report back to? This is crazy so but if you look what happened after that who shows up george webb with what does he have a crowdsourced investigation so they take everything you're doing man you know what i mean <laughs> they take the real stuff and and they fill in they fill in for you you know what i mean uh, so yes i pretty much just backed away from pizza gate what so did, to-
8: did it fall apart then or what do you what do you think was there like at what what stage did it did it go off the rails because there was a lot of, like, if you were just to look at, like, what you called earlier the clues, like the bullet points, I would call them, or the coincidences, like, yeah. it's a long list.
0: Yeah, but then if you looked, well, no, absolutely, yeah, no, listen, there's a lot of smoke there. And, and I think that most people, sober people that are looking into this, believe that it's a CIA operation, which is why they're untouchable, you know, just like the finders and all these other cases, you know. That uh, it's a CIA operation, you know, or some type of high level blackmail operation like Franklin Cover Up and Craig Spence and, you know, that kind of level type stuff.
7: Or even um, bigger.
0: Yeah, right. Or even bigger, like you said, too. Because look at Epstein. You know, he was involved with Mossad and stuff, you know, and uh, uh, you know all these high ranking people, the, uh, the, uh, the Rothschilds, you know, the other than Rothschilds, you know, and Dershowitz, you know. So, yeah, you know, it's all at a high level for sure. Uh, so there was a lot of facts, but then I think when things started really getting off the rails is when you would start seeing all this stuff of, Hey, we hacked into their server and we found this and we found that and just, you know, just nonsense, you know,
5: mm-hmm. and
0: just, yeah, stuff that's just totally, and just everybody just running with everything. Like yeah. uh, people are just so gullible. Totally. So, I wonder so much
1: the, fake news. I wonder if the <laughs> Vatican knows something about, uh, <laughs> yeah. about fucking well, kids. That's what and, I was going to say. You know, it seems like they would know the same thing as the. Whatever elites or the satanic people, if they're doing that for some sort of power, it seems like the Vatican knows about it too. Yeah, they—they're the one who seem to have a problem.
7: That's why the Rio Museum burned down the other night. night. Did you see
1: that? No.
7: Twenty million priceless pieces gone. Who knows if there was a really big archive in there of because all this Catholic Church stuff is coming out. You know, these five thousand years
1: worth of child porn. Some of it's just drawn.
7: Well, who knows? I mean, all sorts of stuff. But the whole building just went up in flames, like, all at once. When, when was this? Like, recently? Just three days just, ago or wow, something. Wow, yeah, yeah, it wow. It, 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 yeah, it was just after that bi- That bishop. All the bishops are now going to the Pope and saying, we need to do something. We need to make changes here, because this is just out of control. There's just way too much of it.
0: Yeah, well, you know, in, in that uh, uh, Pennsylvania grand jury report where they named the 300 priests, you know, offenders and 1,000 1, victims... It talks about. I read the whole report; it's 900 pages. It, it, it talks about how they were they were producing child pornography on on the church grounds and then circulating yep. amongst themselves. So it, it's an elaborate operation. And when you look at the, the the lengths they go to, they're picking out kids and they give them these uh, chains with these crosses on them, so other priests know that these kids are yep. are ripe to be victims. Like this is this is they're consumed by this. This is what they're doing all day long. This is their their main focus of their life. Is to be committing these crimes.
7: Well it was saying in there one of the things was that they would um they would uh sorry, I lost my train of thought there on the last part.
1: Consumed is a good word. That's you yes. know it's compelled almost. It's weird.
7: Oh, that they were keeping a secret record of the whole thing. So they were telling all the authorities and everybody, Oh, we don't we don't keep any record about the the priests in their with the children. But Actually, they were taking extremely detailed reports and keeping them as in, a, in an archive in the in the Vatican. So that's what I'm saying.
8: That, and that might have burned or something. It may have been part. of It might have been, have, it of, might have been yeah. like this is like we can't like keep the doors off this much longer. If we got to take care of the evidence or something.
7: Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't know. That's just kind of a gut feeling about the whole thing because it all happened in, in within like three days yeah, of each other.
8: Yeah. What do you think about that, Ed?
0: Well. Yeah, it's just so discouraging, the whole thing. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's any direct connection. It's Rio de Janeiro, right, in Brazil, that's where that, that big museum is. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Right, and uh, I don't know if there's a direct connection between that and this Pennsylvania thing, but if you read just the first 16 pages of that grand jury report, uh <laughs> It, there's a lot more than a, a thousand victims, and there's a lot more than 300 priests. And, and and all the information that they have in that report was stuff that the church actually turned over to them. So there could be 10 times. And it was only two arrests, by the way. People think this is the, the rounding up pedos or something. No one was rounded up. They made two arrests in that whole giant case. Yep, so it's just yep. business as usual. Nothing changed whatsoever.
8: And the real disturbing thing is not not just that in the that trauma that's created in that moment, but it, it, it's ruining the future of humanity. I mean, you you know, you have all these kids growing up that have been abused or maybe they're not even um, alive anymore. I mean, who know who knows how bad it gets, but I mean it's the trauma that comes years later. I mean, it's it really affects the future of humanity.
7: I was reading a report based on all this that there was a guy who um Corazine or no, that's not quite right, but he had put together a psychological study of, I think it was like 600 priests to find out if they were heterosexual or homosexual. And he found that 40% admit to homosexual tendencies, which is a lot for the Catholic church priests. Like the in the general population, it's less than 10%. Yeah.
0: yeah. So. Yeah, it was definitely a haven for homosexuals, you know, to, to go into the Catholic church. And if you go back and you look at, even further, by the way, this Pennsylvania thing was only a few uh, dioceses. it wasn't even all every entire all the dioceses, just only a few. but if you go back to what happened in Boston, up in the seminaries in Boston, this was so open that the priests had like uh, backstreet boys posters on their wall in their rooms and stuff like that. they, they were all openly uh, homosexual and then, you know there's a big too there's a big scandal to look up the uh, the, uh, the homosexual escort service that was blackmailing the Vatican. Uh, they had a, there was a gay escort service there on the Vatican property that was blackmailing the priests on the, at the Vatican at the highest levels.
1: Jesus. Wouldn't be surprised. That, what was it called?
0: I don't, I don't remember, but in way, they were calling it Vatty Leaks. <laughs> Vatty Leaks. If you look that up, you'll find that. Yeah. It's another crazy.
7: So what do you think is going to happen? I mean, there's there's people who said that this is the last pope, you know, being that he's a Jesuit pope coming from Argentina, which is pretty damn close to Brazil.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, too, because we never had a pope that resigned before either, you know, and we had a pope resign. I think, I think, think uh, so. if you want to get into those kind of extreme theories, I think that, the, the powers that be, or whoever they are, want us to lose faith in institutions, you know, and they want us to lose faith in the, in the church and then the Pope, and they want them to be resigning. We're not going to have a Pope resign for We might have a Pope be arrested. And just like they want us to lose faith in the presidency and the Supreme Court now, even too. Totally. Uh, just that, that everything is this, everything's so unstable. And I'm 55 years old, but never in my life have, have we lived in these kind of times so, so well. <laughs> yeah,
5: totally.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. yeah. How old are you guys? I'm 48. Uh, Darren's
8: 37.
1: That's
5: right.
8: And Michael's 40, 43. right? 43. And, and, and Brody, the producer of our video, there's 43. 40,
5: right. Oh, 30, 33.
8: 33 <laughs> Ouch. I thought I saw four come up there. But so yeah, yeah, we're all kind of in that range. I
7: told here. my mom 10 years ago that the dollar wouldn't last for another 20 years. And she's like, never in my lifetime. That won't happen. Well, it's getting pretty freaking close right now.
0: You can never say anymore. Never in my lifetime. Yep. Because you, you don't know what's happening next.
1: Yeah, and it's pretty discouraging. I can tell you one thing, actually, Ed, that we won't get free energy in our life in my lifetime. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming closer and closer. That ain't gonna fucking happen.
8: Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, it's it's discouraging too because it's it seems like um, the media and and they're just. And and uh it's just tearing everybody apart and polarizing everything to the point where um I, I don't know, I don't see it getting any better before it gets worse, really. I mean, it's we try we try and stay positive because you can look at there's a lot of positive stuff as well. People are connecting and sharing, like, you know, like we get to chat here and share our, our points of view before actually this platform shut down. I mean, you never know, maybe
1: after this chat <laughs> we won't oh, have a grimeric anymore. Man. Fucking John Brisson ruined America America getting <laughs> us together with you.
7: It does seem, though, like all the foundations are going to crack and crumble and then it's all going to be like a fluid motion of consciousness rather than like monolithic pieces. It
0: yeah, kind of seems they,
8: where
7: we are.
0: They can't absolutely shut down these platforms overnight. You know, they could do it in, in a day, you know, where we would have all this would be gone. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's kind of what. Yeah. Yeah. Then fucking off to the gulag with us. They'd slowly round us up one by one and
8: like what did you secret two what, trials? What did you two what did tell you? Tell you? you? Well, why, what did they give you as a reason of why that uh, why they did? Oh, that? Oh, they
0: thing? never gave me any reason. The, yeah. the, the first channel, they yeah. still won't talk to me. until then the first channel had nothing bad on it. You know, uh, you know, no reason. The second one, they said, well, oh no, you know what they they said the second time is that I'm playing other people's work on my channel. But the only people I was playing was, you know, I had produced other hosts, and I was putting some of their shows on my, on my channel, and people I interviewed, but there was nothing. I wasn't taking anybody's work that I didn't have a right to, hmm. or anybody complaining, that's for sure.
7: I think that's a common first strike excuse.
0: Right, right. right. But I never had any strikes. On either, either channel that got shut down, I never had any strikes. But I'll tell you something even more uh, scary that they could shut you down, is <sighs> I hate to expose myself even more. But uh, <laughs>
1: we like it when you expose yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I started talking about some stuff and they shut off my merchant account where we accept credit cards. Oh,
5: wow. yeah.
0: And and what happened was and, you know, that's, that's like one company, one company, a, a merchant data service. I think it's called controls 60 uh, percent of the world's credit card processing. Yep. They own they own PayPal. They own all of them.
7: Holy. And, and it's only on like four satellites, too.
0: Right. And they're, so you can imagine how big they are, right? And when I was calling them up to to talk to them about trying to get my thing back, I kept getting the same person every time I called up.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's and, weird. And, oh, yeah. That's a that, <laughs> it's, like, it's just one receptionist. And it's it too bad
0: with it. your normal
8: cable or any other fucking customer service, you could never get the same person was twice. Their name Siri.
1: Yeah,
0: it, it gets better than that because <laughs> I kept calling, up and getting the same person. And at one point, at one time, I called up and I was like hungover in the morning. Was like real, I, was, I was like, and I was like. And I, and she says, "Well, who's this?" I said, "It's Ed Opperman." She goes, "This isn't Ed Opperman. I know his voice."
8: Oh my god, dude, that's freaking.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they, they let me have it back now. I have it back now, but you know, I get, but I try not to to poke a bear, you know, poke a stick at him because uh, you know.
8: So was there any direct connection to anything you talked about, or was this a warning shot across the bow? Like, why would they give it back to you if they took it away? Do you think?
0: I was talking about uh, a case I had involving Sarah Palin. Um, with a, an alternative media host who I found out later on works for that company. So <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's a pretty good oh, chance. that's, that's yeah. a Co-opted alternative media right there, holy. Oh yes. no, yeah, I, the alternative media is totally uh, co-opted. yeah I, I'm hearing these things now too, like with these YouTube channels where uh, oh by the way, we did a great show with uh, Neil Sanders who, who investigated Cambridge Analytica. And he shows how all that money comes down, flows down from the Mercers to people like Laurel Loomer and uh, uh, Veritas Project, Veritas, all this stuff like that. He's got it all. Uh, He did a really good job on that. Cool. But I'm finding out, too, man, that these guys with these YouTube channels, they got all these schemes going where they bring people on their show to beg for money, and then they split the money up between the host and the guy and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of shenanigans with these guys. Everybody's making money but me. (laughs) What?
1: You got to be shady, man. (laughs) I know. Nah, yeah. just being honorable and it'll pay off in the end. Yeah, hopefully. Mm-hmm. What's your, uh, what do you, what's your favorite thing you're working on right now? What's the, what's your most exciting, like that, like spy novel? When I think of private eye, I think your life's like a little spy.
0: Yeah. I, I you know, I had this really good case. I'm getting screwed out of this too. Um, where, um, it's a me too case against oh, a Fox wow. news contributor and, uh, these guys are real pervert and a real creep. And uh, but that's pretty much the kind of stuff I look for now that I try to get into, too, where we could find a victim that we could sue somebody, and then I get a piece of the lawsuit at the end. Uh, but this, I brought in a, a lawyer. See, because my lawyer is Keith Davidson. Like, the lawyer I bring the stuff to is Keith Davidson, the lawyer for Stormy Daniels and stuff, and, and the whole Charlie Sheen thing, and, the, and Karen McDougal. Oh. He's the one I usually bring everything to. And he was so busy with all that crap. Yep. <laughs> you know? You know, and plus, you know, I we couldn't even email each other back and forth. I'm afraid to email the guy. I, I was sending him stuff, FedEx. <laughs> I'm afraid to send him stuff, you know. And it leaked. Yeah, right. So I brought in some other creepy lawyer and he just screwed me out of it. Um, when I put the whole damn thing together. So that's one thing that i kind of exciting. I'm working on. But uh, I got this case I'm working on that too with this one these Nigerian scam where this, this woman got scammed for this money. And I tracked them down. I, I I located the people here in the United States, and uh, we should be able to get that money back. But the, the clients are not very cooperative. So there's huh. that, you know, but stuff like that.
8: Man, you should help us out here in Canada with the CRA. We have this Canada Reven- Revenue Agency crank call, and all of us get this call. I
7: get Everyone knows one about fraud it. Call
8: every day. One so one fraud call every day here. Necessarily just Yeah, and and it's like there's this one from the Canadian Revenue Agency, and they what do they say again, Darren? I usually I hang up so quick. They say that
5: you've
1: got. You need to call this. First, they start off by saying that you got back taxes, you owe money for dodging taxes, and you're going to jail, and we're coming to get you. And then like they're they those guys know what they're doing because when it was Kim. Kim said something about he's like, "Look, I got to go pick up my kid. I don't have time for this right now." And they're like, "Oh, we're coming to get your kids, man. We're, yep. You're gonna, you're getting arrested. Your kids are getting fucking taken away." And some
8: people have met these people at a bank machine and then given them money. I think
1: they showed up. I was reading a story the other day that they showed up at an old lady's house in like Langley, BC, and they were like dressed up as cops and they like took her out of the house, took her to the bank, made her take out six grand, and dropped her off at home. Oh my god. Yeah, we have
0: that here, too. They call from India, from Mumbai, and they call, they say, from IRS, your own money. But then they want you to start sending them, like, iTunes cards. You know? <laughs> <laughs> cards, you know? <laughs> go buy a Target gift card and give us the number on the back. So they don't even have their act together with a good you know, merchant processing. Well, guy.
7: You almost want to go through it just so you can track them, so you can show up at their door and be like, here you go, man. Yeah. Here's your pizza and a card. And-
1: I just want to see <laughs> what they buy. That's
7: yeah. <laughs> right but i
8: mean how they're still getting away with this though i i mean they're honestly calling every person that i know has got this call from these people so they're calling thousands and thousands of people millions of people how come how come they haven't got caught yet like what the fuck is going on
0: here they're calling from india they're they're calling from india in the united states and and the thing is too even with this case where this woman thought that the guys were from nigeria see a lot of times people think these scams are coming from nigeria but a lot of them trace back to the United States or they trace back to, to Israel, you know, because he's based out of Israel a lot of times, too. So um, people think, oh, you know, it's impossible. I'll never catch them. They just give up. And unless it's in here in the States, unless it's a lot of money, it used to be like 10,000 bucks. But now it's unless it's like fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 dollars, the FBI doesn't even get involved. They don't care. Yep.
7: You know, yep. I, d- I think it's just like kids, just like local kids. And, you know, they kind of pass real. it around. They pass it around like, oh, yeah, here, this is a fun thing to do tonight.
8: No, I don't think so. I think it's way more,
7: way more. The CRA per, thing is, the CRA, pretty, yeah. is pretty intense. So
8: you guys are in Canada? Yeah, we're in uh, close to Calgary.
0: Okay.
7: Yeah.
8: Do you have to deal with any gang stalkers at all or anything like that? Is that is that a legit thing? I keep hearing about these things and I wonder, what, what are these people thinking, Like, You know, they're getting gang stalked
1: and all that. A, I'm going to set up a gang stalk on you. You can see how it feels, bro. <laughs>
8: No, no, I'm not, disc- I'm not trying yeah, to discredit, I'm just wondering, away. you know, Ed's a PI, I, get, I
1: mean.
0: Yeah. yeah, my whole life we've gotten those calls, okay, way, way, way back from when I was a kid, back in Brooklyn, we used to get those calls, people who think they're being spied on 24 hours a day and their their phones are tapped. In fact, one of the things we used to do back in Brooklyn, back in the, the, eight, the late 70s and the 80s, was we would do bug sweeps for an organized crime. So uh, we get those calls, I've gotten those calls for years. And it, it, it's such a huge operation for someone to think that they're being surveilled in real time and there's so many people involved. The uh, First thing I say is, well, who do you know that has, you know, like $100,000 a month to, to pay yeah. to fund yeah. this to go after you?
1: The government, that, Ed. It's always going to be the government.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but, you know, but even the government, man, you got to have a big operation, man. Uh, you know, even the government, uh, you know, isn't expending this money on someone for no reason, just, you know, just to harass them or... Or people, or they think just well because I'm making phone calls into radio shows, or I'm on, or I'm on Reddit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all nonsense. Oh, you hear a lot of these these alternative media hosts talking about, "Whoa, the NSA is messing with my uh, Skype connection." <laughs> you know what I mean? That's you know, ninety nine percent is that crap. You know, because
1: sometimes I, they mess with our Skype.
0: Well, no, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Okay, I, I was called in a case with with Sarah Palin, okay, and Todd Palin. And uh, this is a and it went on until right up until the day she announced that she wasn't going to run for president. OK. And, and when I was involved in that, and this is you can read about this in National Enquirer and stuff like that. I'm in a book called The uh, Boys Will Be Boys, the uh, case against Todd Palin. Uh, and it ultimately wound up to in a congressional investigation here in the United States. But that. OK, fine. I was working on that, and I was in the middle of that, and I was being infiltrated by by foreign intelligence agencies, okay, real people. I can go back and look at their life right now and see them, that that they're at embassies, and they were at the Arab Spring in Egypt, you know, when the government's being overthrown, they're over there, you know, and you, you look back, and you say, oh my God, these people I was involved with were involved in all these other things. They're definitely intelligence uh, people, you know, and my house is broken into at the time. But that's, you know, kind of a, you know, a, a big deal. You know what I mean? I was involved in a big operation and it, it would have a lot of people around me. There weren't a lot of people helping me on that job. So I could see that happening. But just the you know, average guy on Reddit, you know, I don't think they give a damn about him.
8: So is there oh. is there any legitimacy to, to the gang stalking thing, though? I mean, have you found any that, that have, you know, that there is some something nefarious going on with?
0: No. No, I've, I've no. never, no, I've never really, uh, and even too, I, I have a service that I sell on my website where I could monitor your email account and see if anybody else is reading your emails. Mm-hmm. And, and even that I've never, well you, know, well, you know, we've caught husbands spying on their yeah, wives yeah, and that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but never like, you know, uh, or, or we've had other cases too when companies spying on other companies, but, but never like a big gang stalking type operation. And those people too, when you talk to me, you kind of just tell they're crazy.
1: So you've been doing this 30 years?
0: Yeah, I'm 55 years old and I got started um, around 1979, 1980 because um, I had access to sources in the phone company that I could get people's phone records and I was selling that to all the different PIs and stuff like that around Brooklyn and Manhattan and stuff and bill collectors and um, bounty hunters, build bail bonds and types and stuff.
7: Did you have a red Ferrari and live mm-hmm. in a mansion on Hawaii?
0: <laughs> no, I did have a, a, a convertible mustache. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I own a club in Manhattan. I, I had a really owned.
7: great mustache.
0: <laughs> no, I never could. <laughs> I've had a beard, but never a nice mustache, a porn star mustache. But I, I have, um, what do you call it? Uh, I own the nightclub in Manhattan. I ran with the bulls in Spain. Cool. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've testified for Congress. I've done a few things. Wow. Death penalty awesome. cases, yeah. Uh, big organized crime cases as part of the, the Pizza Connection case and the, the commission case in, in New York back in the 80s. Giuliani was the prosecutor in those cases, and so was uh, Chertoff. Cher- Chertoff was the assistant prosecutor.
1: Wow. All so, that aside, yeah. what was the craziest shit ever? Craziest case, 30 I'm years. Not.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. What like what I would think is the craziest, probably isn't what the average person thinks. Um, uh, I had this a couple of blackmail cases where my clients were being blackmailed and stuff like that. that got touch and go. Um, all, all those cases, the big ones like Tiger Woods, you know, those, that stuff. I did all the cell phones on the Tiger Woods case. I did a case with Ashton Kutcher. Wienergate, I did Wienergate. I did all the phones in Wienergate. Um, uh, <sighs> you know, it's that stuff. I had a crazy case with the New York Yankees. Um, but little things like, you know, I have this little service on my website where I, I invented this investigation where if you think your, your husband's cheating on you, you give me his email address and I trace it back to online dating websites. And, uh, one time I, I traced the guy back to gay.com on a gay website and his wife says, no way, no way. My husband's a gay. We have, we have six kids. <laughs> So I went and I found the ad and the guy was sitting there uh, naked uh, with a baseball cap. <laughs> he's talking about what a tight asshole he has. <laughs> okay, So that's that's one of my favorite cases to talk about, you know, when you talk about crazy cases. And that was him? Yeah, so it was it. him. <laughs> we found the guy, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he was naked with a baseball cap and he says his asshole is really tight. So was she okay with it because it wasn't no. about you know, it with another
7: chick?
1: Wait, do you still have that? Can I send you? Can I send no, you, you can't go- have it. Can I give you an email address?
8: Yeah, you still got the service, but no. He's already checked
1: (laughs) us all out, Darren. He's already checked us all out. Did you check us out already? Did (laughs) you do background on us before you came on the show?
0: Nah. I didn't even, I just, when you had me on and said it was going to be live, I checked the the website, but that's it.
1: Can we punch Graham's email into that thing and see what comes (laughs) up? (laughs) Find some good stuff, man.
8: (laughs) It's all exposed anyways, Darren. There's nothing left.
0: I tell you, though, that, that poor wife, you know, the one with the six kids, when I found the gay picture, I I called her up, because she was arguing with me, you know, and that's, anyway, and I called her and said, look, here it is, here it is, see? And, you know, here I am, thinking, boy, I did a great job, but for her, it, you know, it's kind of yeah, tore her old true. wife up, you yeah. know? What
7: yeah. year was that?
0: Oh, that was a long time ago. That was um, when I first started doing that. That was, like, around 2000, 2003, around that time.
7: I don't think that would be as big a deal now.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
8: So, what are some of the other services that you you regularly do then um, for?
0: Oh well, you know, let's see. Uh, what, what, uh, I'm trying to get these lawsuits now because I'm trying to make some money. Uh, extortion cases, client being extorted. Uh, cell phone forensics. They send me the cell phones. We recover deleted text messages, email tracing. You know, uh, locating and identifying people from an email address. Uh, stuff like that and asset searches. Okay. Asset searches. I'm doing great asset searches. Uh, find a lot of stuff from that. Um, uh, adoption investigations. Uh, off the top of my head, that's pretty much it. Locates, you
1: know, simple stuff. How, you know, how much record.
8: would it, how much would it cost me, you think, to, to locate a guy in the uh, UK who I uh,
1: seen a UFO uh, with?
8: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I could crowdfund enough to get that uh, David Miller in the UK. Oh, only track a couple hundred down. bucks,
0: right? One known name like Miller. It, I it's know, it's David Miller. The it's like the most up. popular name ever. ever. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? No, if, it's, if, it's a real, if it's an unusual name, you know, Ooh. then yeah, you could find them. Like one time I had to find this guy in Saudi Arabia, but we located him in Canada because he had a very unusual name. Oh, uh, wow. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um but if it's a common name, it could be it's brutal. tough, yeah. Yeah, you need like a date of birth or something. You got an email address. Sometimes you can uh, uh, you can get that and if you have an email address form or or some kind of website or something like that.
8: Yeah, I don't know. Any You don't have about, his birthday. I have I have his like home phone number probably like his uh okay. his old home phone his number from home 1990, phone number from
1: 1980 like 1990.
8: Yeah, but that oh, might 90, still work. I've tried it all. have tried oh yeah. All. oh yeah, I've tried all
1: that. It really needs validation on the UFO site.
5: <laughs> Well, well, if, well, if well, you
0: well, if you really really had to, you know, you could just create some kind of a lawsuit and then subpoena the phone records from the phone company.
8: Yeah, that's a yeah. Bit, that's a bit <laughs> how much.
5: Right, how yeah, much does listen. that cost? <laughs> oh, wow
0: i'd have to look it up and give you an estimate but the thing is <laughs> with enough time and money you can find anybody you yeah, know
8: yeah. but it it's
0: you can do it you know but it's just someone has to fund it
8: i was really thinking like the thing i was thinking of is i just gotta every night i have to say his name and like visualize me contacting him and maybe through like uh you, you need know need divine, intervention, divine intervention yeah. divine intervention he he contacts me because it's just it's in the, the ether show. like i really yeah. Well, 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 now,
0: you know, they have this thing where people Google their own name, you know, so you could set up a little a trap for them that way. This, oh. we did that, yeah, we did that with this woman. She had lost uh, her husband, took away custody of her son when he was very small. And then we'd set up a Facebook page. So then he, when he would Google his own name, we, we we had, hey, man, we're looking for you. You know, your mother's looking for you.
1: There you go. So, make a David Miller Facebook page. Yeah. Grandma misses you. <laughs> 1980. <laughs> <Hello>. 90. <laughs>
7: Let's talk before you go live. Yeah. Get our story straight.
8: So you want to talk about your uh, your radio show a little bit, Ed, and, and what you do there? Well, sure, sure. Got to do a glad,
5: radio show. Glad
8: you had it. Glad you have it in the podcast format too, because that's. Uh, I mean, for me, that's the that's the way to digest the stuff.
5: Yeah,
0: um, on on podcast format or on iHeart and iTunes. Um, Spreaker, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. It's on YouTube, like we were saying before. It's on KYAH 540 AM, Monday to Saturday, the six days a week, uh, morning drive time. So we reach a lot of people that way. And uh, I do a lot of true crime, like you said. You know, I try and uh, bring a lot of true crime stuff, uh, uh, conspiracy stuff. We just did a show with, with the, about the, um, the Finders. Uh, we have one coming up about McMartin. I just had on Craig Unger, who wrote the book... Uh, uh, about um, uh, House of Putin, House of Trump. He wrote that book, too, House of uh, House of Bush, House of Saud. So I've got him on. He's a, a New York Times best-selling author. Um, anything, I had, anything
8: on the House of Clinton? Oh, I do a I guess, lot of I stuff
0: on Clinton. I've done a lot of stuff on the Clintons, man. Um, uh, all stuff about the Haiti. I've had on every single one of those uh, women that Bill Clinton raped, every single one. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know all of them. I, I knew uh, Paula Jones because we had the same agent. We, she, her agent was Gina Rodriguez, too, the one with the Tiger Woods stuff. And, and mm-hmm. Starry Daniels. She, she was the one in, with Wienergate, too. Um, so, yeah. So I've known Paula Jones for years. And I'll tell you a funny story. Because um, I had them all on. Kathleen Willey, Paula Jones, uh, um, uh, Juanita Broderick. And uh, I also had on my show uh, Kathy O'Brien, who claims that she was raped by Hillary Clinton. So the day of the uh, Trump uh, debate on October 19th.
8: Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: The one where you had all those women in the room? Yeah, there, surprise, okay. So I get a call from a guy, right, and he says, hey, Ed, uh, I'm over here with Roger Stone, and we want Kathleen uh, Kathy O'Brien's phone number and contact information. Can you get it for us? And I says, yeah, sure, I'll get it for you. You know, if if you're talking, you know, if you're over there with Stone. I says, well, you know, show them all my... uh, anti-Clinton shows. Show my my Clinton shows. Uh, so he goes, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. So, uh, you know, I'm over here because it was the same day that the Access Hollywood tape came out. Yeah, yeah. And he says, yeah, you know who leaked the Access Hollywood tape? It was uh, uh, Kellyanne Conway because she's a CIA agent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's what they were saying over there at the right the day of the debate <laughs> over there. They were thinking that Kellyanne Conway leaked the Access Hollywood tape because she was working for the CIA.
8: That's crazy. I, so And then so that it could, it could just muddy the waters, because uh, that timing was very interesting with, uh, what was the other thing that happened
0: that same day, I guess, right? Was the debate or what was? The, the debate was the same day, but you're right. Something else came out that same day, too. I forget what it was. Uh, but it was a crazy day for sure. Oh, the email.
8: Um, I think it was the email scandal. Might have been yeah. the deleted emails. Something big came out. That well, it was
0: something day. connected to all that stuff, too. All that, yeah. that Russian stuff, too, as well.
8: Yeah. Imran yeah. Iran. Yeah.
1: Not bigger a than grabbing by the pussy, though.
0: Juan?
8: Oh, well, no, that's what he's talking about. So that came out to distract from this other, from this other story, that's a pretty yeah, good or the, or the distraction. other way around. Actually,
1: yeah, yeah. pretty good distraction.
8: Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to know what came out first because I think both sides say one came. It was out a blur. first. Yeah. So what, what's the whirlwind. what's the what's the Trump and uh, the house of Trump and Putin like then?
0: You know, I gotta tell you, man. Uh, I was talking to this guy, and he, he's. Well, what do you guys think about this? I, I, I'm totally convinced that Trump is not only colluding with the the Russians and the, and it was laundering money for the Russians and stuff like that, which is basically the, the 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 focus of the book is about Trump and his connections to organized crime, and Felix Sater. Um, I stumble up upon this other thing this week though. Um, Ted Rubinstein sends me this link to, to this YouTube of this. Organized crime guy from New York City, who's dead now, by the way, too. The guy just died in the past year. Uh, Ted Rubinstein is the guy who used to work for May Brussels and he, he worked for Dave Emery. And he also he was a, a writer for a, a Flint, Larry Flint Publications. So he's a really good source. Always so send him a good stuff. And he sends me this YouTube video. And this guy's going on, man. And this guy knew uh, all about Flynn doing all that stuff with Turkey and stuff. He knew all this stuff before he was in the news. Because this is an obscure uh, YouTube video. And the, the guy's dead now, like I said. And it's very interesting that he was talking about Felix Sater, you know, and then Felix Sater's connections to Trump, and which is also what Craig Unger was talking about, too. Felix Sater is this Russian mobster guy uh, who was friends with Michael Cohen from when he was a kid, and uh, involved in all kinds of shenanigans, this big pump-and-dump stock deal, where he got away with everything because he became an informant for the FBI and an informant for the CIA. And Loretta Lynch wrote him a letter of recommendation uh, to get out of uh, going to prison. Okay, this guy got some sweetheart deal. Then he goes to work for Trump, creating this Baylock, uh, a Bayrock uh, deal, where they where Trump puts his name on all these hotels and stuff like that. He doesn't have to do any work or anything. That was all run by Felix Sater. And get this: the same FBI agent that was Felix Sater's handler who arrested him later on becomes one of Trump's bodyguards. <laughs> yeah. But what really jumped out at me from this YouTube video from this guy, this organized crime guy who's dead now in New York, is he starts talking about how Felix Sater was Buddy's really close friends with Jeffrey Epstein. So, which, now I had never heard that before, you know, but I do know that, that you know, Epstein's up to his neck with Trump. That's for sure. That's 100% sure. I'm positive about that. I'm positive that Epstein has uh, uh, interference, uh, Mossad runs interference for Jeffrey Epstein. I'm positive about that. He was doing all kind of blackmail stuff too like that. Uh, with Trump, by the way, one of his main victims, Epstein's main victims, that girl, Virginia Roberts, worked for Trump at Mar-a-Lago. So the connection between Trump and, uh, and Epstein go deep.
8: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and uh, deep and long. Right.
7: Well, it goes back. Like, it's, it's, but Epstein it's, had dirt on everybody. Yeah, I mean that was his thing. Is he set up that island so that like, he could by the bring way, all people there? These girls there, are only
1: seventeen. So
7: he could bring people there, survey the whole thing, and get dirt on everyone. And from what I understand, it was more of like a Clinton's were more so buddies with Epstein, and Trump just kind of got caught up in it because the billionaire club was pretty small
0: twenty years ago.
7: So I okay. don't know. I yeah.
0: Okay, you, you got to go back. Um, when I did my first show on Jeffrey Epstein about four and a half years ago, I, I went around looking for a guest who could talk about it, and uh-huh. there was no one. No yep. one was talking yep. about Jeffrey Epstein when I started talking about he this. He had dirt on everyone. Exactly. And, and when you go to, his, uh, 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 go to my website, I have on there the 24-page letter exclusively. By the way, no one else has it. Uh, it's on my website in the member section. The 24-page letter where Jeffrey Epstein's attorney, Jerry Lefcourt, says that he, by the way, who used to be Abby Hoffman's attorney, <laughs> Jerry Lovecourt, okay? But Jerry Lovecourt says that, that Jeffrey Epstein helped the Clintons create the Clinton Foundation. Now, I agree with you. He, he's up to his neck with the Clintons. It's a 100% fact. As a matter of fact, when, when Clinton was on his plane, uh, he was on there with uh, 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 Kevin Spacey, and all a porn star, and also Chris uh, Tucker, Okay, Chris Tucker, by the way, has his own private plane, and Chris Tucker was flying around that little boy that Michael, Jack was, Michael Jackson was molesting. Okay, the day that that uh, Martin Bashir video, uh, the documentary came out, Jackson gets on the phone to tells Chris T- T- Tucker, go pick up this kid and fly him out of town. Okay, Chris Tucker goes and does it. All right? So this is a way uh, Bill Clinton is on a plane. too. By the way, too, a Courtney Love was on there, too. It's a small world, right? We have Courtney Love involved in this thing, too. She's on one of Epstein's planes, too. But the problem is, okay, is that all the stuff you see in the, in the papers and the news about this um, is they want you to focus on the plane, which they call the Lolita Express. They've given it that nickname, and they want you to focus on the island, okay? But what's really going on with this, because I'm telling you, there's a lot of Mossad interference in this thing. The Mossad called me up, okay? Uh, uh, Victor Ostrovsky, look him up, uh, is the publisher, uh, for a Conchita Sarnoff, who wrote the book about uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who was friends with Epstein and friends with Trump. So they want you to look at this island, and they want you to look at this stupid plane and the manifest on the plane. There's a lot of celebrities on the plane. There's a lot of powerful politicians on the plane. A lot of people went to the island. But the thing is, is what these crimes, where they were really taking place was, was in Manhattan... Next door to Bill Cosby's house, by the way. And, and oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because he, he, oh, Epstein bought a, a, the, one of the most expensive pieces of property in Manhattan uh, from uh, Leslie Wexler, the guy who owns Victoria's Secret and the Limited and all this kind of stuff, right? Because I suppose it has Epstein's only client. And the, he lives right next door to Bill Cosby. So they want you to think most stuff is going on down there in this island, in, in the Virgin Islands, and on this plane, but it was going on in Manhattan, and it was going on in Palm Beach, walking distance from Mar-a-Lago. We know for a fact there's pictures of Trump, uh, Prince Andrew, and Epstein at Mar-a-Lago uh, at, at a tennis tournament down there. I mean, we know this for a fact because we have the, the title came up in a uh, docu-search. So, and and like I said, too, uh, Epstein was molesting Trump's employee, you know? So the connections are galore, and but they they, they it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation that published about this, uh, and a lot of disinfo and that, that goes out. But again, just like PizzaGate too, and stuff like that, they they have a whole operation that they put together.
5: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. disinfo operations
7: you have to, you gotta keep but, but it murky. It,
0: yeah, I, this is I could tell you this exclusive. Okay, that there's a connection too between uh, Epstein investigation. Uh, and um, uh, what he called uh, uh, Stormy Daniels and uh, uh, Karen McDougal.
1: So, if Epstein's connected to Mossad, then is Stormy Daniels to connect, connected to Mossad? No. 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 The people involved with
0: um, Stormy Daniels and McDougal are money motivated. They're only involved. They 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 go to both ends. They go after Republicans and Democrats. They don't care.
1: I come from both ends means something different. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in context here. Yes. I gotta
0: start watching what I say with this guy, man.
1: <laughs>
0: I gotta watch everything.
8: So yeah, and you've also even talked to to models and, and people that have <laughs> been directly like hit on by Trump and stuff like that. So you get you get a lot of interesting guests
0: on. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I had on um two of them. that the, the the BBC just came out with a documentary called um uh Trump is the president a sex pest, right? Which is like, we would call him a creeper over here. They call him a pest over there in the UK, BBC. And the first one was um, uh, Barbara, uh, I forget her name, but the, she was at a party, a really creepy party where, where Trump was there and they were giving a bunch of little 16-year-old girls alcohol and stuff like that. Um, and then, but this other one, uh, uh, Pilling is her last name. I forget her first name. Um, but the, now that might be Barbara Pilling. The other one might be Heather uh, but Barbara Pilling was at a party uh, where Trump hit on her when she was 16 years old. I mean, Trump hit on her directly. He thought she was 17, but she was 16. And when he found out she was 17, he was still hitting on her. And what happened after that was she found out just through the grapevine that Trump Sr. was dating a 17 year old model named Nadia uh, who lived in Manhattan. And so we have that's exclusive to my show. No one reported that.
8: Trump Sr., who's that? Donald?
0: Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah.
8: Okay. Okay. I was wondering why. So, so you asked us what we thought about the Trump Russia thing. And what, what confuses yeah. me, like what I don't understand about it is with all the extreme hate from the mainstream media against Trump and all the, you know, they're just, and, and how long this investigation has been going on, <clears throat> apparently. And like, why can't, they talk about some of this real stuff that you're talking about, like some of this real big stuff. I mean, it's just, it just seems like they're just focusing on this little insignificant sort of bullshit. And I mean, it it makes you wonder, is it all just a, it's hard to believe it's a distraction because it's, it's, it feels so real the hate for, for him.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. One thing that I know for a fact that Mueller is not looking into is he's not looking into the, the connections between Trump and Epstein. And he's not looking into these connections between Trump and his, this Katie Doe, the little 13-year-old girl that he raped back in the, um, the 80s. He's not talking about that. Uh, the, Mueller's not looking into that, because I know these lawyers. And I know uh, Davidson's cooperating. Davidson didn't tell me directly, but he's cooperating with Mueller. And I talked to some of these other lawyers, and I asked him, and they, they said, no, we, we've never been contacted by Mueller. So I know Mueller's not looking into this. And one reason why I'm starting to believe that is right now is because I find out that Felix Sater, who is an informant and buddies with Mueller mm-hmm. and buddies with Comey, is up to his neck in that Epstein stuff, allegedly, according to this dead guy. And maybe I'll be the next dead guy <laughs> coming up here. You know, so but so there's that. And I, but I, the, the, the stuff, there's these real connections. I did some really good shows. Go back and look at Grant Stern. Grant Stern is a great guest. He looked into all this stuff with a company, a a Russian oil company called Rosneft, R-O-S-N-E-F-T. And if you type in Rosneft, it'll come up right away. It autofills Trump. So there's these connections between Trump and Rosneft. They're well known. And and that's who uh, Carter Page admitted he was going to Russia to meet with, the head of Rosneft. Because Russia was privatizing their oil business. There was going to be a trillion-dollar business, tons of money funneling through this company. And all these characters are involved, Sater, uh, Carter Page, all of them, all the same characters. So I know you're not seeing a lot of stuff come out, you know, highly in the public, these little Russian connections. But but I'm, I'm confident, and I, I'm confident 100% everything in the Steele dossier, too. Uh, and I'm confident that in the end— In the Steele dossier, too, you think? Yes. Yeah, I know. Because you're hearing over and over. You hear these guys Hannity over and over saying, oh, it's a dodgy dossier. There's nothing in there dodgy. Read it. Carter Page confirms 90% that's in there. And some of the stuff I can confirm my own experience. Because, Is
1: that the peeing on the hotel bed one?
0: Yes. And, and for the peeing on the hotel, the Pissgate thing, there's four independent witnesses who came up with that story. Who's going to come up? How are you going to find four different people who don't know each other? that are going to come up with that same story about pissing. You'll come up with a different story, that he raped a dog or something. You know what I mean? You're not going to come up with the pissing story. It's too much coincidence. And Keith Schiller, he, the, uh, Trump's uh, NYPD bodyguard, he came out and said, well, they did offer us hookers, but we told them no. And then uh, I stood out in front of the door and I guarded the door for a little bit of the night. Then I went to bed. <laughs> okay, so even he's covering his tracks. Okay, and then also, too, Trump, first, he lies about it, and he says, no, 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 we I, we left Russia. We didn't even sleep there that night. So that conflicts with what Schiller says, and it conflicts with the flight logs. Then also, too, uh, they came up with this whole thing. I'm convinced, uh, and I just had a little uh, beef with your friend there, Brisson, you know that guy, John Brisson? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. JB, yeah.
1: So did Graham had a little beef with him, too. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay, well, me, Graham's I, I, got heavy Trump love, so he no, no, should have no, no, beef no, with you no, by no. the time you're done this little ad. <laughs> no, 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 I, no.
0: I like Graham. I like Graham a lot. Uh, but what do you call it? Because um, I'm convinced that the whole, uh, what is that The The whole Reddit troll, the 4chan troll about Piscate and
1: the
0: QAnon? QAnon too, but you know what I'm talking about. The whole thing went, uh, uh, the day that the whole uh, um, Steele dossier came out, they had it all ready to go that no, 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 no. This is a 4chan troll that we had going on. And the whole, the phrase Pissgate had been search engine optimized prior to that date. So Trump had to know that one day this story was going to come out and he had that whole troll thing all set up ready to go to discredit the, the Steele dossier when it came out.
1: Well, it's hard to find a better fucking troll than Donald Trump. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like He's the master.
8: Paw Patrol, yeah, Master Troll, Paw Patrol. <laughs> it's pretty fitting that he's the head
1: of the U.S. because I mean, there's a lot of trollery going on.
8: <laughs> trollery. Yeah, I like that. You
1: think he's even a real person?
8: So, but why? But why can't? Why can't they pick up on this though? I don't understand. Like, there's so much bullshit. Like,
0: well, when, the thing is, listen, they've only been they've been investigating this for a short time. You know. It, you got a lot of data in the steel dossier there's a lot of data if you like i said grant stern rosneth if you google that it, it'll it'll clear up, it, it, it it'll, it'll make you understand how why all these pieces fit and why a lot of these people aren't talking about it cuz a lot of them are getting money from this rosneth operation
1: jeez how do we get some money from the rosneth <laughs> Yeah. I, all right. <laughs> Stop talking about it.
8: So I wonder. So it's just it's just very. It's also very disheartening though, because there's so much bullshit on both sides. That what is what are the American people gonna do after this? Like no matter what happens, the the veil's been lifted and it's just fuckery afoot everywhere. Like how how I mean we're you know we're watching from close by up here in Canada and we've got our own issues for sure. But how what's gonna happen down there?
0: Well, you know, I tell you, I don't know if you're following the news. What's going on today with the, the anonymous story of the op-ed piece in the New York Times? Are you aware of that?
7: Yeah. Was, do you think that's real? To me, that looked like a plan.
1: Is that the guy who came out and said that he was QAnon? No. No. This do you, is. Um, do you think sorry. it's real? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, wait! I'm not. Uh, slow down. Let's. <laughs> I'm not up to speed here. So, what are we talking about?
0: Well, basically What happened was is a, a high uh, level. Um, Oh, uh, how did I? Uh, what, what's the wording on this? Is uh, a
7: senior cabinet spy,
0: right? Senior, uh, a White House uh, official, right? Uh, wrote an anonymous op-ed piece in the New York Times. Okay, and he's basically saying that hey, Trump is a you know half a nut, uh, incompetent and uh, amoral, you know, and uh, and we're, we're keeping an eye on him and we sabotage his his craziness and we're keeping him on the rails. So, which is you know historic. For for someone who, who works for the President of the United States in the White House to, to write this anonymous piece saying basically, hey, the President of the United States is crazy and uh, in, in, impulsive, and but don't worry, we've got him under control. You know, this, this is unheard of. And, and this is uh, on the level of, of a coup, you know, that we're watching a, a coup in, in process. So you don't think so, that's Trump trolling again?
7: Yeah, but I mean, yesterday they did the same thing with Kelly and they said they came out and, oh, there's, we have Kelly said that he's an idiot and he doesn't know what's going on. And then by the end yeah, that, of the day, uh, Kelly comes out and says, I didn't say any of that. They made that up.
0: No, no, no. Well, yeah, but that's Bob Woodward, who's from the, the, the Watergate days, right? Uh, who wrote that book. And, right. and his, uh, listen, I, okay, I, I've got my own problems with, with Bob Woodward, okay? And, and if you go back and listen to the shows I've done with Len Kolodny, uh, who's written books. In fact, he has the website, watergate.com. And he's been in a battle with Bob Woodward, and he has his own theories about uh, Woodward's involvement. Uh, Because Woodward does have an intelligence background, a military intelligence background. And Len Claudney has his own theories about that. So uh, as far as uh, Woodward's background, I don't trust that. But uh, he is credible enough that he's going to make sure he has his facts lined up.
5: And I don't don't blame him.
0: What's that?
7: I don't know about that. But then Kelly came out and said, I didn't say any of those things.
0: Well, what do you expect him to say? He's got Trump breathing down his neck. Plus, (laughs) what do you expect him to say?
7: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Why would you post it anonymously?
0: That's the main thing. That takes away
7: all of it right there. No,
0: no, 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 no. no. The book is not anonymous. The book... No, 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 no. He's he's
7: talking about the article. The op-ed. The the op-ed.
0: Well, the op-ed. Well, obviously, the New York Times is not going to publish... The the New York Times has verified who who the anonymous person is.
7: So they
8: say... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but okay. have, have they I mean, not how been caught up? To that? How, have they not been caught up in enough lies that, that that how do you how do you even trust anything that, that well, comes? Why out? would I mean, they
7: post anything anonymously? Because that immediately discredits everything you ha- they're saying. Well, I don't know. It just makes no sense to me. Like, if you're willing to come out and say that, then you need to have the balls to put your name behind it.
0: Well, I, I would agree with you with that. And, and, phone, and phone number. That that uh, that ultimately, I believe that the, the anonymous. Uh, author will be become public and and will, you know, and, and that this is going to wind up in congressional hearings and, and impeachment processes.
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: there's, there's no way Trump is going to survive this. So whether you love him or you hate him or what, uh, he's just not going to survive this. And if you go back and look uh, uh, way back in the primary, I, I predicted he was going to wind up in prison. OK, mm-hmm. he just cannot withstand the kind of scrutiny to his life, mm-hmm. uh, to, to everything this guy's been involved with over the years. Uh,
7: it is possible definitely
8: yeah i mean any any it
1: would be difficult
8: for any businessman of his stature to
1: you to, think the next guy'll pardon him
7: i just think if there's that much
8: dirt on pencil him, pardon like,
7: him we would have heard a lot more of the actual dirt like how would he have made it through the election that's kind of
8: what, well that's kind of what i'm getting at is how, the
0: clintons how have make a
1: ton of, of dirt on Do you think Ooh. pencil pardon him
0: uh, the, you know, Pence probably will pardon him, but there's, there's things that you can't pardon him for the crimes in, uh, in New York state, state crimes, the, the federal government can't pardon state crimes. Mm-hmm. And, and there's plenty of that too, with, with the Trump foundation and, sure. And, sure. and, and even, you know, Trump university and stuff, like Trump has got crime and Trump modeling and Trump's got crimes coming out of his ears, uh, money laundering and stuff like that. There's right. just no doubt. About, his connections to Adnan Khashoggi, uh, you know, selling his yacht back and forth and, <laughs> uh, all that shenanigans that was going on. So, but and, and I agree with you. Listen, I'm no fan of the Clintons. I'm not a Democrat, you know. Uh, oh yeah,
7: uh, totally. I'm not saying you are. It's just
0: right. And, and I'm no fan. And, and Trump. When, when I like, I was telling you the story before, of when Roger Stone was <laughs> calling me that day, I turned over all my Clinton shows to them. And I've known Giuliani since the 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 80s with all the organized crime cases in New York City. And I knew him when he was running for mayor. We were friends back in those days. But the thing is, is that uh, uh, so. And I, I sent them all my Clinton stuff, and I believe they used my Clinton information as part of Trump's speeches back in those days, because Julian definitely wouldn't recognize my name. But now, yep. so, but you're saying uh, it would have come out already. Like I said, a lot of stuff has come out, you know, and, and even I'll give you an example. There was a, the, the Katie Doe lawsuit, the, the lawsuit where Trump raped a 13-year-old girl, right? Now, that uh, was well known, Okay. And uh, when Lisa Bloom took over that lawsuit, there was going to be a uh, press conference the week of November, a few days before the election. And what happened was, is Lisa Bloom's website and the live stream website were both came under DDoS attacks and they were shut down. Now, if you read the Steele dossier, it talks about how Trump has access to these Ukraine, uh, Russian hackers who can divert porn traffic and shut down websites. Okay. Now, so the girl, Katie Doe, was so terrified over this that she said, I'm not going ahead with this lawsuit. I'm going to drop this. Now, when Trump won, Sean Hannity on his radio show, and I heard this with my own ears, says, hey, we dodged a bullet this week. And this is what are you talking about? And he goes, Epstein. So there, there, people are aware of these things going on, you know, But to, and, and it is out there all over the place.
7: Yeah, Mm. I guess. It's just not being made such a big deal as like Stormy Daniels and such. Right,
8: right. So is is this a, what it seems where, uh, it's sort of a rhetorical question, but is this globalism versus nationalism? I mean, is it less about the left and right that really, is there a battle over our freedoms going on?
0: Well, I don't. I don't think uh, people have this theory that Trump is somehow not a globalist himself. But if you look at some of the people, you know, he had Goldman Sachs running you know, his State Department there. He had Exxon. No, he had Exxon running the State Department. Tillerson uh, had the. Yes. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's
8: he's got that. He's surrounded by it. But with the moves he's making, it does seem like he's he's legitimately pulling away from that.
0: Um, He's got Wilbur Ross running the Commerce Department. He's had Henry Kissinger in his office advising him. What do you think he's pulling away for? What moves do you think he's making? Well, pulling out of Paris, for one thing. But Deutsche Bank
7: is who he owes most of his money to, and uh, Netanyahu. And Kissinger really, you know, he's been the coordinating for every president for, like, I don't know, the last 15 or 16 presidents.
0: That dude's really old. Yeah, right. I you're right. And, and Trump has totally given into Israel too. He just cut off funding to the Palestinians. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, I, I can't see people have this theory that, you know, we, he's not a globalist. Look at his relationship with the Anan Khashoggi. <laughs> you know? It's all it's all there.
7: It's hard to it's so hard to tell
0: now. Well yeah, well, Because yeah, because the news media, you I'm know, I'm not
7: I'm not saying I,
8: I don't think he's not a globalist. I just think it's a different um he's caused such a ruckus that it, it does seem like there's, there's a fight over America's freedom. I mean, the whole, it's just the whole... To me, it's every, the, the, the
7: petrodollar the, is breaking up. So the whole global order is beginning to fracture and break up. And so now it's an all-out war to get as much is, into your pocket as possible before the next phase. And so they're all battling each other. Y- and, yeah. And the deep state definitely does not like Trump. So, but that doesn't mean that Trump is our friend. It just means that you know there's this huge fight going on, and we're
1: yeah, yeah. just the kids are... trying
7: not to get damaged by the
1: whole. thing. We think yeah. it's our fault.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that CIA legacy, but from from the George Bush to Bush Jr. to Clinton to Obama, all CIA. You yeah. know, yeah, you know, sure, they're no fans of Trump. Okay, and, and uh, you know, but Trump kind of strikes me at this guy like he sees how Putin. Putin uh, had his gangsters and stuff like that, and took over the whole Russian economy for his own fiefdom. Uh, and this is what me and Craig Anker were talking about that he he thinks that this is Trump's uh, attitude because Trump thinks, hey, well, why can't I do that here? You know, why? Who cares that no one's done it before? You know, I'll just take a cut of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: yeah.
7: I
0: also and, see... and
8: guise it as guise it as freedom and building, you know, America first and all that kind of stuff. which yeah. which might also be the case, but that's how he'll build that.
7: Well, that he came empire. in with no political. Currency at all, so he had to build a base somehow. So you have to pander to somebody, yeah. And so it's all analytics as to how we're going to win this, you know. And he's been a a real estate tycoon in New York City for how many years? How could you not have connections to the mob?
0: Oh, no, 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 yeah. But the the couple of things with that is I'm from New York, you know, yeah. No
7: offense, no offense, they get mobbed up. (laughs) I'm just trying to say, I've seen, I've seen The Godfather.
0: <laughs> so I, and I, I worked on all those My early career as a private investigator Was working all organized crime cases The, the I worked for in Brooklyn Was all organized crime stuff That's all we did bug sweeps, Is not like of
1: stuff. finding people for the mob So they can visit them
0: Well, they, well that too yeah We would, we would work defense and criminal defense For organized crime cases And part of that is locating people Plus I mentioned before I was in the nightclub business In New York City in the 80's So I'm very familiar with this area Okay, this, very familiar. Now, so Trump, yes, of course he has New York City organized crime ties. His attorney was Roy Cohen, who was the, the lawyer for all these big mob families back then, too, total fixer type character, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So, so Trump definitely has organized crime ties. There's no doubt about that. So did his father. Uh, but as far as him being like this big savvy businessman, it, it, that's, he really doesn't have that reputation in New York. He was sort of a clown. Uh, this character who just got a lot of uh, press attention uh, for himself and kind of failed at everything he did. Uh, his casinos failed. Uh, a lot of his projects failed. You know, They were failure projects, mostly. Uh, so, And then he was pretty much dead broke and didn't really become successful more recently until he had that TV show, The Apprentice, which was fake, you know? <laughs> it was a fake TV show. And that's where he made a lot of cash. And then this Russian guy, Felix Sater, Came in with the Bayrock organization that said, "Hey, let's put your name on everything—Trump steaks and Trump water and Trump apartments over here and Trump hotels over there—which he has no ownership of." So really, the the guy's a con man. You know, Trump University was a con game; it was a theft. So this—I'm uh, really surprised that you guys really think that he was like the successful businessman. He really never was.
7: Well, I don't know. He's had hundreds of businesses, and dozens of them have gone bankrupt. So but i agree with everything you pretty much everything you just said and what really kind of got me was when he did his uh financial his big financial um you know restructuring yeah. thing and he had all the congressmen there and congressman don young was there and he and he says i even heard that there's this anwar thing that i do nothing about and i said well why aren't you drilling there go ahead you can open it and Don Young, I lived in Alaska, Don Young, that was his thing that he was trying to get done before he died. And he's been in Congress like 30 years or more, who knows? And his whole thing was trying to get Anwar opened and never could, not through the bushes or any of that. So with Trump just coming in and writing him a blank check to open Anwar without knowing anything about it, that to me was, it kind of showed that Trump is, he really does just shoot from the hip. He doesn't actually do his research to see if all these pieces fit. He just has an agenda like everyone else, and he's moving forward, you know, and I don't
0: know. Yeah, He's just going to steal everything that's not nailed down.
7: Maybe. He's also ending a lot of—I mean, there's a lot of corruption cases that are coming up that wouldn't have come up, I think.
0: Well, give me an example.
7: Um— Well, for one, I think my take on the Russian Trump collusion is that the reason that it's taken Mueller two years to get this done is because they're going to open a massive can of worms and it's going to take down a whole lot of people. So it's like a massive investigation over this lots of like Epstein type people. Um, An example of some corruption. I don't know. They're rounding up lots of. MS13 gang members supposedly that they didn't use to. I don't know. I'm I'm not like a PI and I can't verify any of this stuff. I have to actually read it online. So
0: yeah, he's definitely going after these MS13 guys. That's for sure. He's going after these uh, any you know brown skin kind of you know what I mean. But uh, but you know you know yeah uh,
7: brown skin whatever skin. But MS13 looks like a pretty scary thing to have in your neighborhood. I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, but the other thing too is, you know, MS-13 isn't the, a big gang in the United States. It's like 1% of all the gangs we have. But we have gangs, well, different kind of gangs. You know, it's MS-13. Yeah. It, so that's fits, it
8: fits in with the walls. It's the true. Wall, it's uh, true, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like like if, if I was to be concerned about a gang here in Nevada, Las Vegas, the last person I'd be concerned about was MS-13. Yeah.
1: yeah. Who's being number one? U.S. government? <laughs>
0: you know what, man? <laughs> the <Absolutely>. BLM. <laughs> the, the number one gang here is the Las Vegas Metro Police Department. And we wow. just had a show on. Uh, uh, 2 weeks ago but Eric Scott this guy was a who was a West Point graduate white guy that was shot down by the cops and they covered the whole thing up. So th- those are the first ones I'm concerned with is uh yeah the cops.
7: It is hard to tell and you know John when I had John Brisson on my show he he kind of really pointed out to me the CNP you know the Council of National Policy and how that's really against the the CFR the Council like. on Foreign Relations. And so a lot of the information that it's true that I've gotten over the last, I don't know, however many years has been more coming from the CNP. Well, that's kind
8: of what I meant by like, in a way, national, nationalist versus globalist is, is it, it doesn't mean that Trump's not a globalist or that there's not connections globally because everything's connected globally, but is it about bringing more power to the nations instead of like a one world government charges. Well, he uses Twitter for everything
7: and, and then disses Twitter for everything. And he uses the main... I mean, I thought one of the great things is how he got so much free advertisement on all yeah. during the election. I thought that was brilliant. Whether, you know, whether they're all inclusion or not. but
0: Yeah, know. you know, I know what you're talking about. All the free advertising was strange, you know? And uh, we went to his rallies really, really early on. And I remember one of the first rallies he had here in Las Vegas, um, his whole campaign staff were some New York City cops, New York City bodyguards. That's the whole, he didn't have a campaign staff. He had New York City cops <laughs> running the whole thing. It was just really bizarre.
7: That is bizarre.
0: Yeah. And, and you got to remember too, like, you know, here in the States, the Clintons totally screwed Bernie Sanders and they totally <laughs> dropped him, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and here in Nevada, it was like really right in your face. They actually overturned our votes and stole our votes, you know? And, yep. Yeah. And uh, so if the Clintons could control the news media to that extent, even Fox news, by the way, cause even stuff that happened at, at the, the, the convention was covered up even by Fox news. So the Clintons have a huge amount of power with the press. So, you know, obviously Anything I watch on the news today, I have to have huge suspicions over because of what I know, you know, went on during that election. So I'm watching Rachel Maddow right now. She lied to me during the elections. And you know, I know she's, you know, I see her now. She could be telling the truth. I don't know. But I know she lied to me once. I can't believe everything she has to say. Oh, they
8: lie a lot. I mean, holy, it's not hard to prove that they, they're lying.
0: Through their yeah. teeth
7: constantly. I think they just get handed stuff. Once again, they don't you don't have time to look in depth of any of all these different I think issues. They know they're and they just hand no, stuff they and they read it lying. off the teleprompter. They know they're, lying. They know they're part of the, they're part of Everything it. that's on TV is staged.
0: But no, all no, no, of I, it. I wouldn't go that far. No, I would definitely not go that far because like I said, I've been involved personally with many twenty four hour news stories. So the, yeah. the Charlie Sheen case, the the, the uh, Tiger Woods thing, Wienergate. Um, so I've seen a lot of this really firsthand, uh, George Zimmerman case I was involved in that. So I've seen a lot of these 24-hour news stories and I've been, been there involved. And I, and you're right. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that never makes it to TV and things get shut down. But this idea that everything's on TV is fake, then definitely not. Okay. Absolutely yeah. not.
8: Yeah. Yeah, can, yeah, that's a good point. Stormy,
0: yeah, I know Stormy Daniels is real. I know everybody involved in that. Those are all my people. I, when they get in trouble, they come to me. Okay, so I know these people. Yeah. That's so, a good and, point.
7: And, I put like this emotional, if it makes you feel a lot, like there, if there's a lot of emotion that wells up in you, it's the bullshit meter is higher too. I think to me, that's kind of the thing.
0: But, I know but, what you're talking about. You're, you're triggered.
7: You're, right, right. <sighs> uh, so the I'm, the more it makes you feel, the more it's probably not true, is my point.
0: Yeah, because, you know, even like right after the Kennedy assassination, the first commercial right after the when they broke away from live broadcast the Kennedy assassination back to recorded TV. The first thing was a metronome clicking back and forth. Tick, tock, tick, oh, tock. wow.
5: wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Timex really, commercial.
0: Yeah, I, I forget what the commercial was for, but it was something really weird, too. You got to go back and look that up. Wow. It's, yeah, it's something really creepy. That is so creepy. Obviously, they, you know, they, they know what they're doing. You know, there's a well, long term. Yeah. Yeah. So,
8: I mean, it's, if Sanders, if that wouldn't have been sabotaged, do you think Sanders would have taken it?
1: Sanders be the president.
7: I don't think he would have been president. No, I heard he no. never wanted to be president.
1: Uh, He's just Clinton show.
0: Well, I can tell you this. He definitely won here in Nevada. Okay. He won for real in Nevada and it was stolen from us. Uh, it was stolen away from him. And, and I, I know, too, that he was convinced that he was gonna win because they they wouldn't come on my show because they thought my show was gonna damage them the credibility. We traveled on the campaign bus with uh, with Bernie Sanders up and down the whole state of California. Oh, I was at wow. all. Oh yeah, I was. I covered the the whole campaign.
1: Wow. You gonna, did you bur- vote for Bernie?
0: No, because uh, Bernie wasn't. Uh, um, he couldn't at, oh. at the caucus. Yeah, we we voted for him at the caucus here and the primer. Yeah, you
1: could
7: have written Which, him in, I guess.
0: Yeah, it was totally rigged anyway. It was, the whole process was rigged. Uh, those stupid caucuses, man, there was no chance with that. Oh. Russians. No, no Russians. This is rugged by the Democratic Party, man. But I'll tell you something else, too. We want to hear something interesting. Is um, uh, I had on my show uh, Liddy Denier, who was the girlfriend of um, Ambassador Stevens over there in Benghazi, right? Oh. When they had the, the, the debate here in Nevada against Trump against Clinton, he brought um, Liddy Denier, um, Obama's uh, brother from Kenya who was here, and all these people. I forget, oh, oh, and the mother of Ambassador Stevens, too. I had her on my show as well, too. So they all had them at the Trump Hotel. So they all – and we were protesting against the whole uh, – both Clinton and Trump here. I'm, I'm a very active locally here in, in the protests and stuff like that. So uh, they wouldn't let us. The real protesters, we weren't even allowed to have like a cooler – <laughs> or, or a sound system or anything in our protest area. But they allowed the unions to have a, a, a um, taco truck uh, wall around the Trump Hotel where they were all staying. They had a wall of taco trucks around this place, a big protest. And they were allowed to have their own sound system. They had all the news crews there. Everything was staged. So when the Trump's guests for the debate wanted to leave their hotel and go to the um, UNLV for the, where the debate was being held, They were stopped by the Las Vegas Metro Police Department and held up their caravan. Trump-Pence signs were stopped and held up. They couldn't get, they had passes to get in and stuff like that. And they were stopped until it started. And then even when they got to the arena, they were stopped again by Secret Service where you get in. I've been through that Secret Service thing a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the local cops and the local politicians had it in the bag for Clinton here in Nevada against Trump. Uh, And and. Here's a guy running for president, man, and they were able to sabotage him that way. So yeah, it, it was totally, a lot of stuff was rigged, man, that's for sure.
1: So they get you. Yeah. That's why
7: it's so hard to tell, you know? I mean, I know you do make good points that I sound crazy all the time because of the things I say, but it's all like secondhand stuff and you never know what to believe and you're
0: reading different
7: things and, yeah. you know? yeah.
0: I, yeah, I know, but it's it's all crazy. It, even when you know what's going on, it's crazy. Right? <laughs>
1: you know,
5: that's I mean, yeah, exactly. everybody's
1: crazy at this point. Yeah, yeah. you got to listen to more grim. be less crazy. Just feeling
8: going off the woods, going off the grid. It's just but, crazy making. That's
1: right. Well, before we wrap up, Ed, where can our listeners track down uh, more Ed Opperman? Well, if you just
0: Google Opperman Report, you know, it'll come up iTunes or iHeart or something like that or Spreaker. If you sign up to Spreaker, um, Spreaker.com, which is S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, um, what do you call it? Uh, you'll get an email whenever a show goes live, you know. And I'm on live Friday nights. I do a two-hour interview Fridays. Then I do an hour solo where I just talk about nonsense. I do two hours on um, uh, Saturday night at the same time, 5 to 7 p.m., uh, I run a station called AwakeRadio.us. We have a bunch of different hosts on there, two different topics. Chuck Ocelli's on there with me and uh, William Ramsey. Otherwise, my website is uh, OppermanReport.com, and we have a special member section where there's all kinds of exclusive content. Uh, I did the show about the Steve Bannon's porn in meth house. They were filming porn. They were cooking meth in his house and stuff like that. That's exclusive. Jeez. Exclusive <laughs> McMartin's.
7: <laughs> yeah. He's like the real okay. Breaking Bad. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, you got to listen to those shows. There's a free one, too. You got to Google it. Google Steve Bannon porn in meth house. Uh, there's no doubt, because there's police reports. There's no doubt that Steve Bannon was up to some serious shenanigans in that house down there in Florida. And uh, also, too, well, exclusively, though, I have is that the guy who uh, rented the house after them says he found padlocks on the inside of the house, like people were being locked in. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, and he said, and he hinted around at the end, he says, oh, yeah, we hope there's going to be a human traffic investigation into this. He says, we hope it gets to that. Uh, But anyway, so com is where you can uh, find all the the show-related stuff.
8: Right on, yeah, it's an awesome podcast. you got a lot of interesting guests and a lot of interesting topics, and I like how you dig into, you know, I listened to a couple where you spent, you know, a couple hours with a researcher going over specific cases of child abuse or, or whatever, you know, get digging deep, which people don't really do very much anymore.
0: Yeah, I try and pick one topic, get someone who was personally involved and take their statement, you know, yeah. and I don't always agree with everybody, you know, and I just take their statement down. The audience can decide, you know, and we have it on record. We have it on record for the future. Yeah, I, I had on I had Richard Lambert, who was the FBI agent who was in charge of the anthrax investigation, who reported directly to Bush and Cheney exclusively for two hours. No one else has ever interviewed him before oh. I had. Yeah, I had Doug Caddy, who who was the first attorney for the Watergate burglars. No one had him on. I feel, I find these people. <laughs> no one has them before, you know. So I try and get them on there, man, and, and create a historical record. Perfect. Good
1: for you, man. That's awesome. I'll send you a list of people to track down too that I want to have on the show. <laughs> yeah,
0: David Miller, if you
8: got
1: any spare time. David, David Miller. Miller in the UK. I want David Grant David a Miller. co-host,
0: and I want Grant for a
1: co-host. <laughs> you can fucking. I'll rent him to you. We can work some out. <laughs>
8: After oh, that, okay. after they send me to the sex bot, uh, what was it there in We're Toronto? going to send them to the sex bot brothel, brothel man, in Toronto. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll there figure something out. We can figure <laughs> out a payment plan. It. I mean, I can let this guy go cheap.
8: <laughs> thanks for the awesome chat, Ed. That was, yeah, that thanks, was a Ed. lot of fun. It was enlightening and everything, yeah. yeah
0: thank no, you, you guys are cool. Thank nice you very much. You. Okay, okay, buddy. Bye-bye. Take care.
1: there you have it one and only Ed Opperman uh, what'd awesome. you think
8: that was pretty awesome eh? yeah it was yeah. fun yeah it
1: was great like it he's a fun guy
8: yeah mm-hmm. knows so much knows so yeah. many people Is we able gotta able to get him some. on the
1: America FM stream but he has his own radio station already I know no, he's tough. already
8: got his own stream we're not supposed to
1: cross the streams I don't mind crossing streams yeah cross good, them all over the place stuff. not crossing them isn't working out very well either So that yeah, was good yeah. some Trump bashing are you okay over there oh fuck yeah all bruised okay. up, you little bruised no, up. Not at all. Dust, dust yourself off, dude. I just want
8: <laughs> fucking change and freedom I for people, man, yeah, and like totally. some
1: love. Like I you just want change. I'm sick of the guy. sick
8: of the polarization. It drives me. It's driving me nuts.
1: You like. are the polarization.
7: I
8: think it's going right. to get worse now. The I Ford feel like it is, man. Up. I feel like it is. It's this gonna election season. going to be insane.
1: Yeah, Clinton yeah. Trump twenty twenty cage match. Yeah,
8: but I like you know these guys that are just in the middle. They're just reporting the shit on both sides. Like it really is. It's good. Good to approach the whole thing. But it does make me want to just, you know, do what Two you've weeks in done. a row. Do what you've done and just get the hell
1: out of politics for a while. Come on down. The weather's great. Yeah. Big thanks to Ed for coming on the show. Do you listen to No Agenda still? I listen to No Agenda. I just finished the first one. Actually, I'm not quite done. I'm not even at see You hardly hard
8: even listen to that. See, that's tough because you're just going to get exposed to all the bullshit in the media and it's, it's hard to fucking take. Yeah. Like... It, they they have a great model and all that but
1: ain't nobody got time for that
8: you know what I'm saying check right? it out
1: motherfuckers check out this the Grand is, America bat catalog. it's discouraging tattler. in a way check out grandamerica.ca slash FM we got our new stream going 24 7 all sorts of shit playing there there's
8: also chats cool. in the show notes for people as well like they want to contact us with uh, future show topics or recent show chats or synchronicities or reports
1: grandamerica.ca slash Check it out. New website coming
8: soon. Check out the Goodreads. There's a link for that in the show notes. There, I think? haven't
1: checked oh, that out yet. I'll take a
8: check. That's your
1: fucking notes. job. Check out grammerica.ca slash support, guys. That's a big one. Check out the support page. Don't uh, help us keep the value for value model alive and well. It's slowly dying on the beach. <laughs> America.ca slash support. Other than that, motherfuckers, have a good weekend. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Later.
6: They threw me to the wolves Playing a game, ganging up on me My games, no rules But you can't face me Cause I'm crazy Grooving to the tambourine Riding in my Lamborghini Eating on some tangerine Maybe some hobos I'm on the train tracks Walking that same path Grooving to the tambourine Riding in my limousine Eating on some jelly beans Baby Grooving to the tambourine Riding in my submarine Eating on some